Yeah, it 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 stays that way. You, you just gotta let it hang. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even drunk yet. Oh shit, dude! This is a very solemn entry. Yeah, into this one. Well, it's been a. I'll be honest, man. Like black label. It's good, dude. It's smoky. Hey, do you remember? You were there when we did the one with Springer, where he left at like two a.m. Right? I mean, did for like four hours. Yeah. 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 So it's a lot like that campfire one. It's not as heavy, but it's like a lot like that campfire whiskey we had. That I can't seem to find anywhere. Campfire? Yeah. That's, that's more than I thought it was gonna be. But it's pretty good. I like it. And it's cheap. Jill Henny fucking Walker. Fifty bucks for this giant thing. It just reminds me of when we used to buy handled uh, Jack Daniels. (laughs) They were like 20 bucks. Because what was fucked up? Well, first of all, before we get into that, cheers. Cheers to episode 100. Episode 100. Yes, sir. Oh, that's good. I remember how much I I hate Johnny Walker. If you don't like it, you ain't got to drink it. Barry poured it. I love that too. I don't know what it is. I hate Johnny Walker. I've tried the red label. And now I try the black label, and I think I've tried one other one if they have it. I don't like it. I, I, I don't love know it. What it is? It just tastes like like acetone, like burnt tires. Yeah, I, I see, and I like that. I don't. Like I don't that. know why I don't why I like it, but I do. Remember that? Uh, I think I still have it upstairs. That, or maybe I gave it to Springer to drink because he just drinks everything. <laughs> um, remember that Japanese whiskey I got? That was horrible. That's what this tastes like. That's 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 it's like a strong, no. smoky like. Like I'm drinking cancer out of a glass. No, that Japanese like stuff a, was like sour, though. Yeah, but this is like, yeah, you know, it's the same like acetone, like burnt Ugh. rubber. Like burnt, it's burnt. Like I get it. I get it. the smoky flavor. People like that. I don't like it. <laughs> I yeah. think if I'm eating something or drinking something, I don't want it to be burnt. If I get some, <laughs> if I go out to eat and it comes out burnt, I'm not happy. Like, oh fuck yeah, they burnt my pizza. I, I'm like, hey, can you send this back? My, they burnt the shit out of my steak or whatever the fuck, you know. Well, I, I agree. Uh, I agree with that. Like with food, because I never understood like burnt ends. They sell that at Costco. You've seen that, right? The pack of burnt ends. I don't get that. Burnt ends are good. Okay, I take it back. I, I don't get that. Rewind a little bit. Okay, so like if you're smoking something different but if I'm, I'm, like, I'm not smoking a pizza they burn a pizza it comes out like a rock like it's right gross. yeah but burnt ends on a brisket pretty good i'm not a fan because there's meat on it still like, it's mostly meat okay yeah but okay so there's alcohol in that why don't you like that it's the same analogy you like meat you like alcohol you make a point you see my point i don't know i like it i think it's fucking you made it change my mind um it's an acquired taste but yeah it's been a weird like Nope, it's not an acquired taste. It's 36 weird. hours. Yeah. Yeah, it started off okay, and then... Yeah. 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 No, I'm, I'm glad that... Because the reason why... Oh, so the reason why we're doing this now is so as this is getting recorded, this is technically... Technically, in, in like, in sequence, this is episode 99. But when it's going to get released is episode 100. And the only reason why that got messed up is because I had to, I had to reschedule one and that's not going to happen until like July or August because I got super sick. Uh, I was like, right after I did the mango cakes and then, so I had to reschedule that guy. And then, um, excuse me, everybody. Yeah. 
now a week from now, I will be in like the very beginning stages of recovery from surgery. And this upcoming week, I've got a pod. Well, I'm free Monday. I need that free. And I've got a pod Tuesday, comedy show Wednesday, pod Thursday, and then Friday morning is surgery. Ugh. So this is really the only time I could do it. Have you have you talked about why you're getting surgery? No, not yet. Well, I mean, it doesn't really matter. I'm getting it for a fucking hernia, and that's gonna suck. Because you suck at lifting. Yeah, that's dude. Fine. Yeah. Well, it's it's crazy because like no, I because you lift too hard. That's why. Right. Yeah, I, I go too hard. Well, before as before we get into anything crazy, um, I I do want to dedicate episode 100 to Garrett, dude. Yeah. Like, nice. like for people who've been a fan of the podcast for and and I and I don't say that like, uh. Not fictitiously. I, I don't say that like empty because there's actually like I'm finding out the people who actually follow this like every week and it's weird. So shout out to you guys. That's fucking that's awesome, but it's strange. Like you said, there's fucking weekly listeners. Uh, so for people that have been listening to this for a long time, well, not a long time, but almost two years, um, we did episode like fucking 32, I think. Uh, this is back in the second studio. Uh, and the first guest, no, the second guest we had in that studio was uh, Garrett Gonzalez. And a lot of you know him because he fucking ran Legion Iron here in Albuquerque. He was a part of Masthetics with uh, Simon. Um, and then he did a couple of his own podcasts, used to train with John, or train John Jones for his fight camps. Uh, that dude lived a f- crazy fucking life. And I don't want to get into, it's not my story to tell how he passed, but, um, so we're recording this on what's today, Saturday. So Saturday, the, yeah, Saturday, the 20th, we're recording this. Um, and he passed Thursday night, um, the 18th in the evening. And, um, I found out about it yesterday morning. Around like nine thirty, and I'm gonna be completely fucking honest, dude. I went to Danielle's house right after I found out about it. It went from, it went. I'm going to a doctor's appointment, and I get a text from Nick from the slums. Shout out to Nick because he's he's a homie. Um, and I, ironically enough, he's I met him at Legion. We were both friends with Garrett. Um. And he shot me a message, called me, let me know what happened, went through with my doctor's appointment, which was fucking rough. We live in the ghetto, folks. That's the ice cream truck. <laughs> it's not even it's not even ice cream. Have you seen yeah, our ice cream truck? It's not even the ice cream it's truck. It's a dude's van that has like the ice cream pictures like duct taped to it. Yeah. Probably like off topic there, but yeah. yeah it's- um, but anyway, steal Lothar van. <laughs> no, bro. I don't know if you saw when you pulled up. So homies across the street that always party. Yeah, they invited the Elote guy in to drink a party with him. Like that's a real move right there. Mm-hmm. I was like, walk outside, and his fucking little carts just parked out there, and he just fucking walked right in, dude. <laughs> that's legit. It was fucking legit. I was like, that's that's fucking sick right there. Um, that's that's, that's community. That's funny. Um, but yeah, so he he he. Uh, we talked on the phone. I went to my, with my uh, with my appointment, and uh, the only thing I'll say about it um, is that he 
he passed and was pronounced dead like at the gym because for people who know as well like he lived at the gym there was a he had his own apartment living space it was actually pretty nice i've been up there a few times like it's actually a pretty dope spot um that was upstairs and he passed there um and so i literally just went from my doctor's appointment I spoke with you on the phone briefly and I just went to fucking, I went to her place and I just fucking cried my eyes out for close to an hour. Um, it's scary shit, dude. Um, yeah, I didn't know, I didn't know him as well as you did, but like, that's, it still sucks, bro. Like death, yeah. I'm weird around death. So like, I yeah. fucking, I do like any, any kind of death, like family or whatever. I get fucking weird, bro. Like, I don't know. Death weirds me out. Well, it's, it's, it's natural, but it's, unnatural at the same time yeah and that's and that's like it weirds me out because like <clears throat> i think i'm like overly comfortable with it you know, I mean, think about the job you have well even before that like i just was yeah. like oh yeah like like my first time like sorry to like go off topic yeah, like, you're, like, no you're good yeah like like first time like when my grandfather passed i was like in fifth grade i think i didn't like was sad but like you know like well it's not like my parents didn't tell us like hey he's you know, right he just randomly died i was like no he's been sick for a while he's Probably gonna die pretty soon, and then sure right. shit, we were up there like waiting for it, and he died. And I was like, okay. Everyone else is crying and stuff. I'm like, oh yeah. They, I mean, they told us this was gonna happen, right? So like, why are we sad about it? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think I'm more of like the like if someone died suddenly, like like one of the like God forbid, like one of the, one of the boys did, or they just drops dead. Like drops dead. Like I get that. I understand right. how that's tragic and sad. And I understand that. Like that's how one, what happened with my cousins, and that's yeah. like a tragedy. Right. But like, when it's somebody like that, you're expecting to die. Yeah. Like my other grandfather who fucking had dementia and Alzheimer's for like eight years. Yeah. You're like fuck. Just get on with it. Yeah. Cause no, like, that's he wasn't even my grandfather at the end of that. But like right. So anyway, I just feel overly comfortable with it. Like the idea of like people passing, not just dying but like passing on like you know like well that's there's a difference yeah there's there's a difference fucking abruptly dying and passing like garrett's abruptly dying which is just tragic yeah which sucks yeah and then you have you know people you expect like sick elderly elderly people sick people people like i go on calls for like i expect to go on those calls like okay like okay this person's dead cool okay moving on you know like sucks i was gonna say i feel like you would get more uh not weirded out, but it would bother you more to get on calls of people like younger people that pass, or yeah, if it's like, or does. or if it's like, uh, I the one story you told about the dude who was like playing catch with his kid and he fucking ran through a mirror or some shit. Yeah, like, like that shit's kind of crazy. Um, but if you're rolling up on like like, because you guys, I get confused, even like when I was working with uh with home health care. Do you guys respond to fucking hospice care mm-hmm. when they pass? But, but just when they pass, right? Um, like yeah, in-home so, hospice care. <clears throat> depends. Uh, on the, like it depends on a lot of stuff. Mainly if like they have a DNR and how like prepared the family is. Yeah. Or who's taking care of them? So, like for in-home like hospice care, like it's just legally required that a law entity has to respond out. So like let's say doctor nurses on the scene or whatever and like or not even like a nurse like home health care nurse or whatever yeah, like or a caregiver a caregiver yeah and the person passes they were expecting it they've been expecting it family's there they still have to call the police slash i think like this police slash us out to verify the death that makes sense 
that that does make sense because then like I, I yeah or there or there has to be like doctor's orders in like yeah in possession like hey this person's gonna pass yeah it's a matter of, like and they have like they have to present that like they yeah you can't just someone just can't die and then nothing is done about it and right. nothing is done about it well because you know, like the family can't just bury them in the backyard like that's <laughs> not how it, well no right. it's honestly because no, that like, happens because because like you yeah think, like you think about it like that's what people used to do right yeah. Like, oh, dad died, throw him in the backyard, yeah. you know, with grandpa and grandma. Right. It doesn't happen anymore. You can't do that anymore. Yeah. Yeah, there's, like, a proceeding behind it. People have social security numbers now, so, like, the government has to keep track of who's dying and who's not. And for the most part, like, obviously, shit still goes unreported, but when it's, like, especially in a city, like, yeah, like, all yeah. that gets reported, gets counted, like, count, like yeah, tacked, like, rally, tallied, and then the proper people have to dispose of the body. You can't just do it yourself. Well, because then I think about too when you go up uh, tax brackets. I'm talking about rich people, I still I still can't say the last name because Lord forbid the wrong people watch this or listen to this. Because like my old job when I was in like private healthcare mm-hmm. or the private home healthcare, um, it was literally just really rich old people or people who had like very specific and old older and which was better benefits through the VA and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, one of the, I'll tell you off camera, but like one of the families that we had when I was working there before I got laid off, they, uh, they were going through this huge fucking lawsuit or not lawsuit. Um, it was like a civic, like a civil trial between the family of who was going to get what and what was going to happen. Cause they were, cause the lady that was getting the care. She was like, which was crazy to me because she like married into the family and then through one way or another, which was like, I heard a little bit of the details. Like, man, that's kind of shady. Like you ever hear all those stories about the, the women, the woman that marries in started and then people start magically disappearing or just randomly dying. And she's yeah. like, and she starts going up the hierarchy of like, <clears throat> oh, she's in the will for here. She's the beneficiary the for this. Widow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, literally. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, uh, the two daughters were like going back and forth with who's going to get what underwear. And uh, they were transitioning her from standard care into hospice care, like within the year. Ooh, that's our beers. I'll be right back. And- I'm proud to announce that the podcast is now officially sponsored by the fine people over at Chop Chili Company. Guys, this is some of the best chili you can get here in the state of New Mexico, and they are online as well as in stores. They can be found at Smith's, Albertson's, Sprouts, John Brooks, and Lowe's Corner Market. They have three amazing flavors that you see here, and they also have frozen green chili that you can get online. Go on over to the website, chopchiliCo.com, and get yourself some amazing chili today. No, they just, they could just be colder. Um, anyway, so they... transition. Yeah, so they were going from standard health care to home health care. And, um, and I could see the like, obviously I wasn't there for it. I don't know what the status is of the case, but like, I could see the foundations of like, oh, they're going to start like really going after each other. They're going to start like, like loitering hard. And that's when you need like every letter of the law leading up to the death. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's because, and I and I would always get curious about that because I didn't like, dude. Until I got into that job, I had no idea what the fuck hospice was. I had no idea what the fuck any of that because they didn't fucking train me. I didn't know what any of that was. No. So yeah. like, whenever there was issues, 
I'm like, oh, hey, we need to call the call 911 for this person. And then the caregiver didn't fucking know because they were just like new on the job. And then the fire department would be all pissed. It was like, why the fuck are we responding to a hospice? They're still alive, but they're under care. Like, that's your job. Like, yeah, it's like, yeah. Like, I get it, but also at the same time. Well, because these people had a DNR too. So, like, every hospice has a DNR. Yeah. So, so. Um, and like, the shitty part is, is like, like, yeah, they have a DNR, but let's say, like, they fall. We can't just not pick them up, right? We can't. Like, it's just... Well, like, you should tell that to fucking... <laughs> some of the fucking firefighters I dealt with, dude. Straight up. They were like, we don't, we're not supposed to help this person. They have a DNR. Like, straight up. Not even making a joke, dude. See, and, like, I have an issue with that, because... That's fucked. Well, it's... Yeah, A, it's fucked, and B, it's like, they're not actively dying. Yeah, they're just hurt. Yeah, a DNR is a do not resuscitate, not a fucking... Do not pick them up. <laughs> yeah, no, That's, I agree. It's literally a DNA. Do not resuscitate. So if they're dead, like yeah, they're fucking coded, we don't resuscitate them, or we don't give life saving um, interventions. Right. And Springer actually explained that better because he did all that stuff for paramedic school. But um, yeah, just like from my understanding, from doing it, it's like. Yeah, if they fall down, like, you still got to pick them up and fucking make sure they're okay. Yeah. It's no, part, part of your job. I agree. But they, like, they everyone that I talked to, for, like, when it came to hospice stuff, they would just push that onto the fucking hospice nurse. Which I get. Which I get because it's a huge legal liability. Yeah. Because let's say they do end up dying or whatever, the family can come back and try to sue the city and be like, hey, they tried to provide care and she had a DNR or he had a DNR. Mm. You know, they were actively dying and they helped them. Interesting. Yeah, like for just bullshit, right? But the city's gonna like if the city has, they have any side of just the city losing, the city's just gonna settle, and most people know that. Yeah. So they're just gonna sue the city. And I would imagine there's gonna be repercussions for the actual people though. They could lose their job. They could get... Yeah, it's like an actual company like AMR. Yeah. Or like uh, press, like press, press, uh, AS Albuquerque Ambulance, which is a Presbyterian well, is subsidiary. There a, is there a union for firefighters? Fuck yeah, dude. I have no I idea. Have almost like 99.9% of firefighters are union. I had no idea. Yeah. IAFF local. 244, baby. <laughs> no fucking way. I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's like fucking 900, 700. Jesus There's a lot. There's a lot. Yeah. I know police. Pittsburgh's number one. I know police unions are a thing and a huge issue, but, you know, firefighters, you know, they hear about the firefighter unions because they're not fucking investigating themselves for exactly. some awesome yeah. nonsense, That's why right? That's you don't hear about them. Yeah, they're most, yeah, no, <laughs> right? Some fucking nonsense. And I don't know, man. I, I'm like, I'm a huge union guy. I really support unions. Well, yeah, because it's workers' rights. Yeah, workers' rights. And David's fucking stupid, doesn't like unions. I hope you hear that, David, because <laughs> we had an argument about that. He's like, no, bro, you sh- there's unions are bad because they don't have competitive wages and shit. Like, no, that's the reason there's competitive wages, David. It's because of unions. unions. I mean, that's what the writer's strike is right now. Yeah. The the, the screen, uh, screen Writers Guild, they're like, hey, y'all aren't fucking paying us. And it happens every couple of years, and things get pushed back. And yeah. it's going to get resolved. Like, the worst the worst case scenario is you get another movie like Quantum of Solace. Like, if you, you've seen that movie, right? Yeah. Um, for anyone who doesn't remember that movie or anything like that. It's the second Daniel Craig Bond movie. And what's crazy about that movie is it's really good for the first two thirds. And then the final act is just nonsense because the actors and the director had to basically hodgepodge a fucking script together because they couldn't legally use the writer's input. 
and the movie just fell apart in the end. Yeah. So that's the worst case scenario. But no, unions are a great fucking thing. Yeah, unions are a great fucking thing. I always, you know, every time like we have our negotiations with the city, like why can't we get this raise or the city's dicking us around. I'm always go for like what happened in the good old days when you know you met some politicians and broke their kneecaps <laughs> kind of union, you know? The good yeah. old days. Yeah. Well that's that's like But bullshit. nobody wants to do that. Like that's, yeah, it's like it the... also kinda of blows my mind. Like I get it. I get it. unions just can't like you can't fucking just walk out. But it's crazy to think like like the police union and like the fire like firefighters union, like they have all the power. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, like you have they have all the power like yeah you're gonna have scabs and stuff like if they don't want to pay you or like whatever the fuck and the union gets together and like hey we're gonna fucking have the blue flu what's the city gonna do there's already a shortage of fucking like yeah healthcare workers as it is and first especially first responders yeah like the city they have to fucking like a they have to negotiate or they have to just okay yeah you guys win yeah. Because if not what the city's just gonna go without so it's also but again it also looks bad if like firefighters are like we're not getting paid enough so we're just not going to help people you know like <laughs> yeah, i think about that too yeah i mean yeah that looks bad and i feel like it's just not it's not right Abe, the, and i feel like the people that join the fire department for the most part they actually they're there because they actually want to do the job yeah right certainly the ones that make it past a couple of years um i've asked me to ask you this so it's obvious to me why recruiting is bad for police that's obvious. I don't think there's really a discussion around that. Oh, time out. So I just saw something in the news when I was at my grandma's about this APD officer that's on trial for fucking grooming like a disabled 13-year-old. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. And of course, it's in the news, not just police officer. APD officer. Yeah, it's fucking terrible. And like, I guess they had one of his partners, somebody, uh, one of another police officer like... Um, you can hear him talking in the background, like doing the, um, what do you call it? Testifying? Prohibition? Not prohibition. Um, it's the thing before trial. Uh, arraignment? I think it's an arraignment. No, not an arraignment. It's, um, I got, I had to do it. Well, like a pre-trial hearing? Kind of, yeah. And he was telling, oh yeah, he totally did it. He was pretty much like, like literally word for word. He's like, yeah, he was grooming her. Is They were talking to the accused like the accused guy, they're talking to his partner, his partner or somebody that knew him. Yeah, like on the force. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. like not his. Like, yeah, not like his significant other. No, like his police officer, like assigned partner. I think he actually doesn't really necessarily have assigned partners around. Like pretty much single cars. Yeah. But anyway, it's like somebody that worked with him and the police. Someone force close to him in the force. Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. He totally was grooming that child. Oh. Yeah. I mean, I'm. It's, dude, I mean, good, good. I mean, good, good on that dude for yeah, like, writing out a the pedophile. Lawyer, the lawyer asked him, "Was like, yeah. So, was he seeking a physical relationship with this, with this individual?" And he's like, "Oh, yeah. He acted. He he said that. Yeah. He he wanted a physical relationship." <laughs> I mean, good on him for reporting the pedophile, but at the same time, he probably should have done that when, like, you first found out about it. I'm sure he did. Um, but like, but know, that's a that's a bad look for fucking APD. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Sorry, I, I totally sidetracked what you were gonna say. Um. Oh yeah. So it's obvious to me why there's like bad recruiting numbers. But why is there bad recruiting for firefighters? Okay. I have two. Okay. So I have two theories of why it's bad for us. Well, not two. I have a few, I have a few things. So actually so when, when I first got, let me ask you a different question. Sorry. Okay. Is your retention bad? No. Are there people quitting? No. So you can, if you get people, they stay. Yes. So why aren't they hiring? Well, 
Okay, so I have a few reasons for that. Uh, first thing I noticed when I got into the department was our recruiting is terrible. So you know how like military goes to like high schools and stuff, and yeah. they have classes, they have JROTC. Yeah, they're actively like like trying to fucking groom these children to join the military. They're actively like they're brainwashing. Groomed, yeah, if anyone yeah. knows about grooming, it's people that are in the military. <laughs> Like honestly, um, yeah, yeah, yeah Jay Rossi and all oh, that. Oh yeah, you're special. Come join yeah. this your freshman year, and you're gonna learn how to be an army person. What's or... the thing that you did in in middle school? The the uh, civil air, air patrol. Yeah. Okay, I will say this. I will say this. I will say this. Civil air patrol is pretty cool because you actually get to fly a plane. Okay. As a middle school, like, how That's many people like that? Come on. Come on. Okay, wait. Did you actually fly the plane, or was it like they gave you the dummy wheel, and then the real pilot was behind? No, you? like I actually actively flew the plane. So if you wanted to, you could have nose dived it. Yeah, I could have just fucking <laughs> boom. Yeah, choose some thoughts win. Could have totally just nosed that plane, dude. Oh Straight into the ground. Well, I, you know, the, obviously the pilot would have taken over. Right. But yeah, you get control. Because he's got like the... You're actively learning how to get your pilot's license. It's like when you're doing your driver's permit yeah. and the instructor's next to you and they've got um, they've got the uh, the secondary brake yeah, to stop you from much. fucking nosed. Okay, I'll be right back. All right. Yeah. What the fuck is this for? They're not twist offs. I've been hanging out with Lucy too much. <laughs> Specifically thought of this as just a wine opener, <laughs> a bottle opener. I was like, "We're having wine. Where the fuck's the wine? Is on your water bottle?" I don't think I've ever had wine like when I've asked for it. I don't think I've ever asked for wine. It's always been like, "Hey, we're drinking wine," or "You should try this wine." I'm like, no, no. So I, I was like the same way, and I like actually tried different kinds of wine. Then you got brainwashed by the fucking no, people at the wine no. at the at the wine tasting community, no. and you're like, "Hey, all, maybe maybe I am better than my friends." All wine tastes the same. <laughs> it does, dude. Um, like there's three really, types of wine. It, it it's white, it really red, and sorority girl. That's all it is. Which is just white and red mixed together to make pink. Yeah, that's all it is. Um, no, like wine, wine does taste different. There's shitty wine. Okay, so okay, I will say this. The only big difference I've had is I can I know the difference between bad wine and good wine now. That's it. And what's the difference? Well, I guess it depends on like what, how much, like what kind of wine you like. Oh my god! But for <sighs> but for me, I could tell you that, and I've had three glasses of wine in my entire life. But for me, I really like like smooth reds that are like fruity. Oh no! I know, I'm sorry. I gotta go into it. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, go ahead. Go ahead. You've just been brainwashed. Yeah, go and ahead. I hate the ones that taste like acid, like really acidic. Mm, yeah. Yeah. That's that's okay. the only difference. Yeah. Yeah. Only thing I know is if it tastes like acidic, I don't like it. Yeah. If it doesn't, it's probably okay. I just know that I've the, the only if it tastes like fucking fruit juice. I yeah. love it. Yeah, out of the three or like four glasses of wine that I've had in my entire life, I know I like red. Yeah. Um, and the only red that I actually like is apothic, but it's like stored in whiskey barrels. Oh, so good. And that shit fucks. I love uh, bourbon barrel or whiskey barrel wine. Yeah. It's so fucking good. I hate pink. And that's mostly due to Emily. Everyone hates pink. I hate pink. Pink's for fucking sorority chicks. Yeah. Because uh, she liked it so fucking much. And yeah. No. Gross. Yeah. Um, Gross. Uh, and then, I've never, I think I've never had white, to be honest. My dad drank white. And like, all, and the only people that I know that drink white are, are like old people. I will say this: I won't drink white with steak. I'll drink white with fish, like you know that kind of thing. You have your reds with yeah. your your red meats, right? Your spaghettis yeah. and shit like that. Pretty simple. And you have your whites with your like your lighter stuff. 
Um, I don't like a lot of whites. There's one white I like, and it's because it's really sweet. Mm. But it gives me a fucking, like, wicked migraine the next day. Because it's just sugar. Yeah. Like, the grapes are so fucking just sugar-saturated. Yeah. Only reason I like it is because it tastes like fucking, like, you're drinking Sour Patch Kids. <laughs> yeah, I've... Yeah, I've... I've The consistent thing that I've heard about wine from actually, like, wine drinkers is the hangovers. The, like, wine gives you the worst hangover. Yeah, it's not. Which is, which is like, I've had horrible hangovers before, and I've never been hungover on wine. Which also makes me wonder, how the fuck did we accomplish anything back in, like, the fucking BC era? Oh, yeah. That's all people drank was fucking wine. Wine and mead. Well, that goes into, like, I wonder how much... I wonder how much what we put into our bodies is reacting to all the artificial stuff. Because back then, it was just what you had, right? And the only thing we you had... We got clean water, fucking wine. Well, exactly, right? Yeah. But think about the food. It was... Oh, yeah. The only... No. The only... Preserves. Yeah, the only preserve they had was salt. Yeah, you get salt and fucking dirt. That, yeah, that's your only preservative. And then your fruits are... You only eat them when they're in season. No pesticides. Yeah, zero pesticides. When you're eating fish, it is only the best kind of fish because ev- everyone who ate the lower fish died. Don't eat tilapia. Because it's all fucking infested. If you eat tilapia, you need to look up how they store tilapia. I've heard it's disgusting. They're, they put them in sewers. Like they eat shit. Okay, I don't believe that. I'll fucking find but, it. But, okay. Jamie looked that up. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'll fucking find it. Yeah, because I, because I think about that too. It's like, well, they were always drinking. And I'm sure they had like wicked hangovers, but I'm sure they also had like natural things to deal with that or like subdue it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure that again because they didn't have all the preservatives and the high fructose corn syrups and everything, and they didn't have like things like things say carb In amounts. Many like many parts of the world, tilapia destined for fish feed, animal feed, or even human consumption are cultured in sewage ponds and tanks. Fuck. Who's that from? What's the source? Uh, Fluencore.com. Yeah. That's not all of it. Not all of it. Not all of it's kept like most fish. Not every single fish is kept in fucking... Yeah, but that's interesting. Like the the cheap tilapia you're getting? Yeah, it's probably kept in sewage tanks. Like I... Because all the shit that I get from Kirtland, let's be real... Like it's Suge it tanks. it tastes great, but Suge tanks. Yeah, it's probably not the highest quality. No. Also, the, also another reason like like I like shrimp, but it, I don't like it at the same time. Shrimp and lobster. I fuck with shrimp, dude. Oh, I fucking love it. Like I love the flavor. I love the way it tastes. But also, then I think about like I'm eating a cockroach right now, and, and then it, I I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I put that in your head. It's never gonna leave because they're <laughs> crustaceans. They're fucking cockroaches of the sea. That's like saying and not necessarily shrimps, but lobsters. That's like saying uh, tuna is the chicken of the sea. Like it is, but shut the fuck up. Who cares? It's tuna. Just shovel it down and move on. Eat the shrimp. Dip it in. Oh, un- tuna are not chicken of the sea. That's what people. They're fucking huge. That's what people call those chicken of the sea. Yeah. Have people ever seen a tuna? <laughs> they're fucking massive. Yeah, they come in cans. No. Yeah. They're like fucking like 700 pounds. Yeah, and we squeeze them into cans. It's great. This is America. How does anyone like, yes, the chicken of the sea. Yeah. I've never seen anyone fucking spend three hours reeling in a chicken. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> no, you just grab it by the neck, you wring it around like that till it snaps, and then you're done. 
It's that just, easy. Just tuna. You could do one in each hand. I don't know why, because you know how like sharks, like sharks, if you if you go with the grain with a shark, you don't hurt yourself. But if you go against the grain with a shark, you like shred your hands because they have all the blades on their on their like not their skin, but like they have blades on them, like micro blades. You know about that, right? It's just like sandpaper. Yeah, right. So I, cool. <laughs> if tuna had that, you're swinging it around, you're just sharding up your fucking. Exactly. See, see what I mean? Like again, who the fuck said his chicken sea is fucking yeah. dumb? But it's not. Oh, what was I going to say? Um, They're like the wild boar of the sea. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Um, but they're, uh, but I'm sure the chicken's just, the actual chicken at Costco's just fine. But yeah, I don't know, dude. Like, Oh, we're way the fuck off topic. Yeah, I, I, I know I, it's in the back of my head and we'll, and we'll yeah. get back to it. We'll get back to it. <laughs> um, I don't know, dude. I just, uh, yeah, I feel like with everything that we have in our diet, all the preservatives that we have, everything we're finding about microplastics, and then you look at everything, whoops, everything that has been put into our bodies by pharmaceutical companies. Like, dude, when I grew up, when I was growing up, I was raised in a very conservative household. My, my, whatever. He's using the shop back. Oh, okay. Um, because my dad was super fucking Democrat. <coughs> But I didn't really know a lot of his political values, except for just he hated George Bush, um, and he loved Obama. That's really the extent of it. And then I just never talked to him again. Um, yeah. But that. then, being raised primarily in my mother's side of the family with very conservative values, Republican values, it was, uh, you know, I, I I was raised to think that like hippies were stupid and like all natural remedies were nonsense. That you needed actual medicine, you needed antibiotics, you need like actual shit prescribed by doctors. Yeah, like, Western medicine. Yeah, Western medicine. Like that's how I grew yeah. up. But now that we're now that you know, you know, even pre-COVID, I find out all the nonsense that big pharma's done, and then post-COVID, and now that everything's that's been getting exposed, God, this beer's making me gassy. Oh, Sam, all the um Fuck. everything we're finding out about big pharma and how they literally pay that's so stupid I'm sorry. I fucking love well, their videos. You know, there's that one, and then there's a meme they had about Epstein, where it's like an Epstein uh, veteran card or something like that, or a pro card. Saddam Hussein rookie card. <laughs> yeah, what yeah, um, anyway, but how we found out now that you know it's for real that you know doctors get a percentage of the of the meds they sell and all that shit. It's like it's, what? It's, it's like ho- well, it's, it's hospital bureaucracy. But like, yeah, yeah. As you as you get older, you realize like. Well, and just like the data that comes out, like like when I was talking about super gonorrhea, like is that like everyone tells you like, oh yeah, homeopathic, okay, so homeopathic yes. medicines are fucking stupid. Yeah, so so backwards to that, I'll, uh, I'll, we uh, we were having a conversation like two better. months ago, and randomly, what the fuck is he doing? Dude. I don't think the camera, I don't, I don't think the mics are picking that up. But anyway, so <laughs> so. So we were having a conversation like two months ago and randomly you brought up super gonorrhea and I didn't believe you. And so I stopped working on the podcast to look up super gonorrhea and basically what it is, it's been around since like 2013, maybe longer. W-H-O. 
Yeah, it's Fro- super gonorrhea. Yeah. yeah, the World Health Organization, like the official, like you know, shit. They then their name, the best they could come up for it was super gonorrhea, and basically, it's gonorrhea that is uh, impervious to any and uh, uh, like antibiotic or any medicine that you get that would normally treat it. Yeah, you have to use a really broad spectrum IV drip antibiotics, and and they need to catch like, it early on. Yeah, and like those antibiotics are like, like you're you're septic basically. You're dying. yeah, because they kill like all the good bacteria, right? Yeah, they kill everything. They basically just like wash out your system. Like they yeah, hard super, re- di- super dangerous. Like hard reboot you. Mm-hmm. Well, not even hard reboot. They're just super dangerous. <laughs> like a hard reboot would be like getting rid of like just your bad bacteria. But like those anti- any antibiotic gets rid of the good bacteria too, right? Which is why well, like, yeah. like people who take antibiotics like you, you get you get the shits. It's all that gut health, all those ba- all that bacteria in your gut, and just fucking dies. So all that shit that's like in the food and stuff you drink and eat, you don't realize like all the fucking germs and shit. Like it, it yeah. fucking hits you hard. Um, yeah, we got to that conversation. I don't remember what the fuck we were talking about. Um, basically, just how like I I remember growing up thinking that Western medicine is the only thing to go. And the hippie shit is nonsense, like holistic stuff. But then I think back to, like, you bring up stuff like, well, back in the Roman times, all they drank was wine. They're so drunk. How did they get over it? Well, not, the wine is every, everything that they're drinking. Because the and this is very dumbed down. But the way that I view it is the people that survived that long, right? Now, that, now that long is like into their 30s and 40s. People, but people, true, actually. But people that survived that long, generally, survived that long, They've been eating the correct things, yeah. right? They're healthy-ish, um, but the wine, especially like the royals or the nobles, the wine they have is the purest, right? The food they have is the purest. It's not contaminated. It's not any of that nonsense. And then any remedies that they have, obviously, it's all natural. They're not making fucking pills, and they're not making fucking. Okay. Um, I'll, like, no, go ahead. Like. Uh, technically get into it like they were they had pills back then no they bled people for ghosts okay no no, they did some retarded <laughs> shit no dude they, they burnt people because they thought they were witches all right like they did well, some real with that they did some real stupid stuff you're a witch <laughs> you burn at the stake you free thought fucking haram <laughs> so thanks i think that video of those dudes over in, uh, I think it was like in Syria where they're beating up the fucking musical instruments. Yeah, bro. Like, because the fucking drum and the piano were like fucking haram. Because yeah, they're haram. But anyway, um, uh, that's my theory is like they didn't have the microplastics. They didn't have high fructose corn syrup. They didn't have just all the shit. Like all the processed sugar that led to all of that. Yeah. But no, and I get it. Like, and, like I was talking about the medicine, like, oh gosh. Like how your parents, like whoever, always push like Western medicine. Like, oh yeah, you can't homeopathic medicine. Stupid. Uh, you need to be taking fucking like, you know, if you have a problem, you take a fucking drug, and you know, a salts B. And they they weren't wrong, but then like, you know, as data comes out, and like, we've had these medicines for such a long time, people aren't a, a using them right, or B, we've just been using them for so long, and they're in all our fu- foods and shit, like chicken. Like, there's so many antibiotics and like fucking our food these days. That our bodies just get used to it, or not our bodies necessarily, but the bacteria in our bodies that is normally used to fight, like we use antibiotics to fight, they're now evolved past the point where like antibiotic doesn't fucking like touch them, which is what, how we end up with super. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck he's doing okay, outside. Okay, dude. okay, we're okay. taking a break. Time okay. out. Time out. Yeah. He was power washing his dirt bike. 
folks. Yeah. Okay. Now we're back. <laughs> okay. Um, um, data. So yeah. So now that all the data comes out, like people, a really not taking their antibiotics correctly. So when a doctor prescribes the antibiotics, as I'm sure most people know, they just prescribe you a certain amount for a certain amount of days. Like take you know three pills a day for the next ten days or twelve days, whatever, two weeks. Um, sorry, there's also a bunch of stickers in my socks now because we have to move it. Um, but a lot of people they take it and they start feeling better. They're like, oh, okay, I guess I'm done taking. I feel better, so I don't need to take the rest of this medication, which is very wrong. Right. Because now you haven't killed all the bacteria that you were trying to kill. And now that bacteria has a chance to get used to the fucking uh, to antibiotics. Yeah. Basically. Has a chance to like adapt and evolve. Literally survive, adapt, and overcome. Yeah. Like that's what the bacteria does. Yeah. And that's how we end up with super gonorrhea because gonorrhea is a super... <laughs> well, it's, right. No, it's a super prevalent SCD. <laughs> right. And so people don't take the, the whole antibiotics that doctors get for that. And so, of course, like, what's the first thing that's become a, that's gonna become a super bacteria? An STD. An STD. Yeah. Yeah. And where was it in fucking uh, Austria? Yeah. Yeah, Austria, like probably fucking Holland, like red light district. I'm assuming. Yeah. Well, because even places. when like it was funny, dude. Because I I think about it sometimes, and I, and I wish, like, I couldn't have because I was in a relationship at that point. But like, at least I, I wish I would have taken advantage and just like walked down the street to see it. Because when I spent some a little like a week in Germany, um, we were in the fucking like hospital hotel the whole time, but going like you can not you couldn't really see it, but like you knew where it was right next to that hotel or like the the lodging in Romstein that we were in, um there was a whole fucking district of bars and strip clubs. Yeah, and that's all it fucking was. And we went, we went to one on the very edge of it, because there was like there was like two bars here, and then made like a turn, and it went all the way down. And we, a couple of us, like fucking left and got like a warm beer. That was so fucking good, dude. Like the warm beer in Germany. I'm sure. Oh, it was so fucking good. But um, I was yeah, like, part of me wish I could have taken advantage of that, and the other part was like, eh, guilt complex. But, uh, <laughs> but like, yeah, I think about shit like that in Europe where like they're so much more lenient about, um, escorting prostitutes, just like sex, yeah, wor- sex well, work in general. It's I, like, of course that's where it would one start. Of the oldest, if not the, like the oldest professions is sex work. That's what it's called. Yeah. The, yeah. The oldest profession. Yeah. It's the oldest profession. And like, so obviously so, the first super bacteria is going to be. Let's start there. So I want to pick your brain about that because that's actually like. I don't really go into pods, as you know, like with a set of questions or anything, but yeah. I have a I want to pick your brain about. But to reel this all the way back. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so so the, the one thing was so recruiting. You're so. able, you, your retention is fine. Like, I'm sure people quit. I'm sure people, and obviously people yeah, retire. One or, one or two, but out of, out, of the, out of the amount of people, like we have a lot of people retiring. But so, and so I think part of the, a lot of the huge problem is, is there wasn't a lot of like active recruitment. Because the huge mindset with most fire departments, if not all fire departments, is that we're not looking for you to join the department. You should be asking us. Like you should be coming to us. Right. You know, like humble, like let me join your department. And I, I wish know, you know, and I kinda of figure out what like it was. Op- like the opposite of the military almost. Yeah. Like you're and not having recruiters knock on your door, be like, Hey, come join the fucking Marine Corps, or the Navy or the Army. Like, no, like if you're not actually trying to seek to get into the department, our department, any department we don't want you. See, and I wish we were older so we could have experienced a lot more of the world 
po- or pre 9-11 because what are all the images that you see from 9-11? It's firefighters. Yeah. It's only firefighters. And I'm not saying like that's the biggest PR boost they've ever gotten, but like No, it is. I could just be, be Yeah, like yeah. like they got a lot of just like great light shine because they did amazing things. Yeah. And they also lost a lot of, like they lost a lot of lives there. And so yeah, it would dude, nine eleven was a shit show. Like ob- for obvious reasons. Yeah. But, like Lord forbid there's a pain like it's a fucking terrorist attack now, but like terrorist attack now, like there's there's things set in place for that now. Like we have I oh my god, yeah, I fucking someone's gonna kill me from forgetting the name of it, but um it basically it's a national system. Um Oh my god. IFSTA or some shit like that or it, what is it what does it do? It's it's a national system. So like no matter where you go, every every fire department should have the national system in place. So if like we go like there's a big terrorist attack or something like that and we have units going to the occasion to like to to provide aid or support. Not everyone's not running around with the fucking heads chopped off. Like, oh what the fuck are these guys doing? What the fuck are those guys doing? Like, no, there's a system in place. There's a fucking we have someone in charge and it trickles down. It's trick yeah, it's like basic basic well, command, for, command structure. Because for people who haven't like looked at what happened during nine eleven, with the ex- with the exception of the firehouse that was literally across the street from the World Trade Center, new the, the New York government and New Jersey had to like scramble to yeah. figure out who to dispatch where. I well, remember and, like and a lot of the issues is well, a lot of the issue was too, is people that saw it, like obviously in your firehouse, oh shit. Let's go. Yeah. And that's a lot of what happened was people just dropped. They're like, well, we're fucking going. Yeah. We don't give a fuck. We're going. Well, and I and think. so when everyone shows up and no one knows what the fuck's going on, it's a shit show. Well, inside. Then you, have, you have people going inside. Like, who the fuck's, hey, who the fuck's in there? Who the fuck's not? And all their communication went down inside. Yeah. Like, like there's no, like, yeah. there's no fucking radio suck back then. Like. Yeah. You, there's, well, it, no, they had, they had this super high tech system that was built to go through like a certain amount of like. A lead protection and uh, it was like lead and um, oh my goodness I forget what it's called but it's like no 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 it's like if a lot of um, if a lot of like you see like in a concentrated area there's a lot of uh, radio waves going through like Like, electro frequencies yes a lot of frequencies this one was meant to penetrate all of it Okay, but it went down like gamma radiation not like the Hulk, but, but the shit, the shit went down. Yeah, it's like pretty, their it high tech, storm. their high, their high tech shit went down. And I think inside like 45 minutes, they had set up three different like emergency headquarters. And the third one I think was put in green, Greenwich or something like that. Um, but it was, it was a mess. So I'd imagine that's why that system got put in place now. Yeah. It's a huge national system now. Like everyone's. Yeah. Should be pretty much on board with it. But anyway, I, I, everyone has to be that to be nationally certified. But but the reason I bring up nine eleven is because I would like to see what the public perception, the inner morale of the different uh, what's it called, the different uh, like firehouses were pre cocaine strippers and fucking. <laughs> no, I'm not even joking. For real? Yeah, like even like the dude pre nine eleven, like pre nine eleven dudes were snorting like lines of coke and just going into fires. Yeah, like what the, f- and then like bringing like Monte Cristo. Well, I mean, Monte, I don't know Monte Vista Firehouse, Monte Vista Bar that used to be a firehouse. 
Oh, so that was an actual. Uh, yeah, that was actually that, a firehouse. Yeah, that, that used to be. Uh, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it used to be a firehouse. I forget what station it was, but um, yeah, that's why it's called Money Mist Fire because it used to be a firehouse, and then like they used to bring like a fuck. There was like an underground stripper ring in the in the basement, which is why they closed it down. <laughs> yeah, there were strippers and, and for the gro- and it was growing in size, like department wise. For the f- so that fire department had strippers. The bottom of the firehouse, pretty much. Beautiful. Yeah, it was like under. Yeah, dude, it was fucking. It's wild the stories people guys tell you, dude. Like fucking crazy wild. Cocaine strippers drinking on the job, like didn't give a fuck. Like there wasn't any like there was no regulation, right? No regulate, like hardly any, because like no one really cared. Like they're like, oh, they do their job, they get it done. Yeah. No one really dies. Okay. Yeah. You know, they'll let them be. And then three hundred and forty-four dudes died, and you're like, oh fuck. Wait, when? Well, nine eleven. Oh, so, okay. So that was okay. Yeah, three, okay. Yeah, three forty-three. Sorry, uh, three hundred forty-three dudes died of fire. Right. Yeah. Firefighters and like, oh fuck. All right. Well, we gotta fucking fix shit. <laughs> okay. Know, we, act, we have to care now. Like we have to make fucking systems in place to prevent this again. Okay. Which, anyways, so yeah. So back to that. So like, yeah, nine eleven is like a huge recruitment boost, right? So now, if you want to be, in the, if you're in the department, you're like, oh fuck yeah, like I'm in the department, right? I'm in a fire department. Um, that's actively fighting fires and shit. No, no, no fucking FDNY, but right. Yeah. Um, no, oh, it was over here. Off. Yeah, that's fine. Um, but yeah, he was still a huge boost. Like, so you have thousands, like you are now you're having 5,000 applicants fucking applying to the fire department. And as time goes on, like that kind of gets less and less, right? Cause job opportunities open up, college gets pushed more. So blue collar jobs kind of become less, right? Parents start telling their kids, Oh, excuse me. Parents start telling the kids, hey, you need, to go, you need to go to school, you need to go to school, you need a degree. Okay, with someone's degree, why would you want to be a fire, firefighter, right? Honestly, like, that's what you wanted to be since you were a kid. Right? Yeah. And so, like, I think it just kind of, it was that thing for a long time of, like, if you didn't know, especially, and it used to be back in the day, like, if you didn't know somebody, you weren't going to get in the department. It was the, good, it was the good boys club, and if you didn't apply six times, and apply six times and know somebody that was in the department, you were not going to get in. Like, guaranteed not going to get in, or you're going to have to apply, like, ten times. Like, yeah, there's dudes, like, I know personally that haven't even been in a long, that had to apply, like, fucking, like, five or six times to get in. Jesus. Which is a long process. Like, applying to the department is, like... I remember you going through it. It's, like, yeah. almost over... It's over half a year process. Yeah. Like, I applied, fuck, like, in October, or maybe even earlier than that, like, September, October. It was earlier. Because yeah. it was in 20, August. It was in 2019. I'd applied in August. Yeah. And we didn't start till January. Yeah. Like, that's a fucking long time. To and you were kind of expedited, too, from what I remember. Yeah, it was pretty quick. Like, yeah. for us, it was quick because they're trying to get classes through now. Cause... And, well, you got in at, like, the best time. Because it was quick enough to where the numbers were falling, but then you didn't really get in when there was COVID? Because you graduated in February, right? No, we graduated in July. So we graduated what? pre like middle COVID. Like we were in the academy when COVID started. Yeah, it was fucking wild. It was like, dude, it was like the academy was the twilight zone and we come off the hill and go down back to like reality and it's like, what the fuck is happening? We're just, we're just up there getting fucking wrecked, dude. We're just getting wrecked all day. I'm I'm just trying to think about we're when I when I had world. to when I had to DD you from the party. Was that in July? What party? Your graduate, like your graduate, your celebration that you were finished with the academy. That was in July. Well, it was May. Like we finished the academy in May, but I didn't like because I had to go through the basic class. 
Uh, they didn't, that makes more sense. Because they didn't accept my other, my other credentials. Okay. So I, I didn't get out to the field to July 4th. July 4th oh, okay. was my first official cycle out in the field. Okay, that makes but more we sense. we graduated May 20th. Yeah. Uh, May, sometime in May. I but think. you got in, like, right before real COVID regulations started getting put in place. Uh, yes and no. Yeah. Well, well to the much. point where they were – I heard, I just heard that in both Albuquerque and Bernalillo County fire that they were, like, shortening classes and that – Oh, yeah, yeah. We got to wait for that. Applications were getting put on hold. So and... we, we were at that point uh, during COVID that, like, if someone got sick, they're like, don't get sick because you're going to get fired. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not even kidding. Like, we're, they're like, we're not going to stop the class for you. We're right. We're, right. This ball is rolling. Yeah. We're almost done. Yeah. You get sick, you're out. Yeah. Like, you're going to have to restart. Right. Like, we're not going to put the, like, and then, like, the classes after us, like, if someone got sick, everyone had to take two weeks off. Oh. Everyone in the academy had to take two weeks off. The, the staff, the cadets. I wonder if that everybody. two weeks got paid. Yeah, it's two weeks paid. Oh, that's good. <laughs> well, because Which is also glad why I got him before that because they made him do it on Zoom and they fucking PT'd them in their fucking houses on Ooh. Zoom. <laughs> yeah, like you know that Whoop band I have. Yeah, yeah, like that's how I found out about it because they got a sponsorship from Whoop to do the academy, so all the cadets had to wear them. So they could track the recovery and their strain for the day. Oh so they could track my. how hard they were trying while they were actively fucking PTing the shit out of them. <laughs> yeah, beating the shit out of them in their fucking own homes. That's fucking disrespectful right there, dude. So Your safe space no longer safe, bitch. So you've got this poor guy fucking getting smoked over Zoom and then his like wife or girlfriend is like making spaghetti. Or his fucking poor child, making dude. Making spaghetti yeah. in the background holding the baby like... Okay, well, whenever you're off your Zoom call, we have to... Yeah, bro. So, yeah, so I got in before that. So, yeah, yeah I got in before COVID started, before COVID is even a thing. Because, uh, yeah, we started in January, and then COVID started, like, what? March? It really kicked off the second week of March. Yeah, That's when, March. like... well. So, we're already halfway through the academy. Yeah, because like, the European ban happened on, like, March 2nd. Yeah. Um... And then the real like shutdowns for New Mexico started in like the second week of March. Yeah, so that's that's kind of like when we were like, like COVID was happening. Like, oh, okay, whatever. I, I didn't really care because I was totally focused on the academy. Like, I had my routine. Like, I didn't yeah. give a fuck about everything else. I remember, yeah. So yeah, it was, so it was like the twilight zone. Like during like middle of COVID, like March, when like we go up to the academy, everything's fucking fine, normal. Mask mandates have not been put in place yet. Obviously. Like, or yeah. didn't follow them. I don't remember which one. No, they weren't put in place yet because yeah. the mass mandates didn't hit till like the end of April. Yeah. So, like, they were trying to figure out like what was happening. Yeah. So, like, we'd go up there and <sighs> it was the Twilight Zone, bro. Like, and then you'd leave and you're like, whoa, where the fuck is everybody? Where's all the toilet paper, bro? <laughs> I remember, dude, because I was in Texas at the time. I remember, like, I got to Texas where I was staying and I was like, all right, well. I'm going to be here for a little bit, so I'm going to fucking get some basic stuff. So I was kind of taking my... What are you looking for? Yes. Oh, oh, God. I was I was kind of taking my fitness seriously um, still, so like I bought some real healthy food, and but I got some fucking like TV dinners and pizzas and shit like that, And um, but I was like, man, like I, I'm going to get some toilet paper. Hey, look, it's on sale. I got myself some two rolls of toilet paper. Paper towels, all that nonsense. Ooh, I like extra stout. It's good, right? Yeah, yeah it's dog. Fucking good. Yeah, it's just good. So, damn. I uh, I remember stocking up. I mean, like, all right, I'm chilling. Literally, 
the week after, maybe even five days after, is when the like toilet paper ban, not in the ban, but the toilet paper like toilet rush. Toilet paper panic. Yeah, the panic happened. And I remember I was taking a shit. And I just stared like diagonally to where I had my toilet paper, like the packs. I'm, I'm lazy. I'm not gonna put that in the closet. I'm leaving the bathroom. No, I leave it so, right next to the toilet. Yeah. So I'm like looking across. And I'm like, I have fucking liquid gold. And I'm like, I have like paper gold right there. I could sell you for like ten bucks a roll. I'm like, damn. Yeah, man. So like, it was it was just crazy, bro. It was it was super surreal and like weird, and it kind of sucked too because like we couldn't have like a family night, and we didn't we didn't really have a graduation. Yeah. Because of COVID. Like, they were like, okay. I remember that. Yeah. They were like, we were at the academy. It was just the academy. Was I was going to say, I had a live stream your shit. Yeah, I remember yeah, that. And they were like, oh, congrats. Um, okay, go home. Yeah. You know, or we're starting EMS week. Like, there's no real celebration. Like, we didn't all get to go yeah. out because everything was closed. So it kind of sucked. It really sucked. That's kind of how our precedent of like the, everything started. Yeah. And then we came out middle of COVID. So everything's fucking crazy. The, the tension, I mean, you, the, Perfect word. Tension is palpable. Like, that was the first it. podcast we did. Yeah, the tension is so, palpable. I'm not going to encourage people to listen to the older podcasts because they are so bad. But what I will say... It really reigns it in. Is... That's a good callback. Yeah, so, episode one, we talked about how... Because at the time, you were living at the apartment mm -hmm. that you had off, um, right across from Comic Warehouse, right? Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Wantabow. Yeah. Yeah. Eubank. No, right? I, I lived in Manoel Wantabow. Because you were up a little bit, yeah. yeah. I was up from Comic Warehouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Comic Warehouse was down the street. Right, right, right. Yeah. So, because well, I was, I was asking you that because this is like because we started the podcast in October, and so we were talking about how like, you know, we just gotten done with the George Floyd riots. A couple of them are still happening in like Seattle and L.A. Like they never really stopped because it was still 2020, and it was like, well you're a fucking public servant you get you go to a call you go to an emergency is there like tension there because like you're not a cop they're not angry at you but you wear a uniform and what 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 was and i think about what your response a little bit like every now and again because you brought up how you were walking back to your apartment and you were still wearing your uniform as a firefighter and it was like the the conversation these people were having quieted down and someone's like oh no it's it's a firefighter we're yeah yeah chilling. it was it was my neighbors yeah yeah they were they were having an argument or something and they, they got real quiet and then um, as I was walking back to my apartment they I was like oh you know he's a firefighter hey, how's it going man you know it was, and I was like oh shit yeah they don't like cops fuck <laughs> it was like oh yeah yeah I just got back from the fucking academy or uh, no I just got back off work or some shit I don't remember what it was dude but yeah it's like because I was middle probation so I had to wear my bachelor everywhere. Um, but yeah, to tie that back into recruitment, um, yeah, so like <clears throat> we came in pretty and I think COVID ruined a lot of it too, uh, recruitment, but like how you have the military, like recruiting everywhere, like and constantly like knocking on doors and messaging people and being at high schools and stuff. You don't see that with like local departments, which really, I mean, you see it a little bit more now, but you didn't see it like when I applied, like I for totally forgot being a firefighter was something you could apply to do. To like the literally the last day application was closed. Right. Right. So like that 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 first of all is a huge problem, and like that like the i this whole fucking like idea of like an active an active department that knew it saw its like recruitment numbers declining slowly should have foreseen this problem like this recruitment issue five years ago, five years before, and they should have been way ahead of it. Because we're not FDNY. We don't get 10,000 applicants a year. 
Yeah. Right? People aren't on wait lists for five years to ten years. Like they're not on wait lists for that long. Like we're not we're not that big of a department. Right. We don't have that kind of workforce here slash like really just like work mentality here necessarily for the people that are qualified anyways. Um, so like now you see like qualification like really it started with my class. We were the first class that they didn't require an EMT basic license to apply to the academy. They were gonna give it to us. Um because like recruitment was so bad. They like they had nobody recruit like I think we had like five hundred applicants, maybe a little bit more, like something like that. But like compared to the people that had like five thousand on their applying, like you're competing with five thousand people compared to like my five hundred. And now we barely have enough people applying to fill the class. So if you apply, you're gonna get in the academy. And what's the maximum in a class? Uh right now it's between like thirty five to forty five. And how many people are in a single station? Uh a single six. And then multiples like up to up to 12, 12 to, 12 to 13. And how many shifts a week? Three. So that's we're we're roughly we're at like 700, a little over 700 personnel. So you need like. And that's, that's including support. So per station you need like support, 18 people a admin, week. admin, uh, alarm room, dispatch, stuff like that. Oh, so you could go to the fire academy and go to dispatch. Not right away, but yeah. So like you go to the fire academy, finish probation, and then like you can apply to go to the alarm room. And that's dispatch. Or you can apply to go so, to so let's average uh, tech. Let's average people, right? Heart so all your support that you just list it off. Yeah. Let's say you have a maximum of twelve actual firefighters in a station on one shift. Mm-hmm. You probably have five admin assigned to them, four admin assigned to them. Average. I mean, yeah. So so that brings it up to seventeen people a shift. At that specific station. And, and is it two shifts a day or three shifts a day? Well, one shift every 48 hours. Oh, because you're doing 48 hours. So we have a six-day work week. Yeah, we have three shifts, A, B, C. Right. Um, and then we're 48 hours, so we do two, two, two. So okay. we have a six-day work week. So every week our shift goes back a day. Okay. So like this weekend, I was supposed to be working Saturday, Sunday. Next week I'll work Friday, Saturday. Right. Okay. So like it just, you know, not everyone's working the same days every week, which would fucking suck. Um, yeah, so like there's not a, like we are I think after this academy class graduates, um, we'll be like fully staffed finally, which we haven't been in like fucking like apparently like 10 years. Well, nobody's, well, that's the thing too, well, like, like five n- years. nobody's Sorry. fully staffed. No, which is, yeah, it's crazy to ask for. Um, yeah, so it's a huge recruitment issue of like, um, the department just having that mentality and it still does. You see a lot of like a lot of the veteran guys like. Oh, fucking this guy doesn't want to be here. Fucking leave, you know? Right. It's like, well, dude, you bitch about getting forced overtime. And then, like, we'd constantly treat people like that. Like, people that want to join like that. Like, nobody wants to join that. So, Especially well, nowadays. It's well, hard to find. I was going to say, like, today the culture has definitely changed most people our age. Because we're 25, 26. And then, and then you take it down another six years and you say, like, yeah. 18 to 20, right? You said to be 18 to join the fire department, right? Yeah, it used to be okay. 21. Now it's 18. Now it's 18. Oh, 18. Interesting. GED, high school diploma. So when so when did it go from 21 to 18? Uh, I think like two classes. No, my class. Interesting. I think, okay. no, no, no. Maybe the class before mine. I think it was one or two classes before mine. They, they lowered the age to 18. And then my class was the first to, um, you didn't have to have a basic license to apply. Okay. So the education stuff, I could see them kind of lowering down. I think education 
Because, yeah, you needed 18 college credits of anything okay. to apply. Because I think, like, if you want to be a fucking, like, a doctor, a lawyer, a scientist, shit like that, you need your degree. You need to get your schooling, yeah. like, your formal. But if you're going to be, and I'm, I've never been a cop, I've never been a firefighter, I've never been an EMS, but I'd imagine if you are teachable, you can go through just about any class they have available. I'm not saying you can get retards that are really willing to go, but, like... So if if you're willing to learn and you have a basic intellect, you should, you know, whether or not you have a fucking high school diploma or a GED, like I don't really think it matters. So well, and the reason I I get why they had that in place, like, hey, we need to see that you have like you can go to school. Like the learn. ability to learn. The, the ability to learn. Because uh, if you don't if you don't get um flunked out of the first test, you have to apply. Uh, which is just really basic math, co- English comprehension, and like math. Because you guys have, like, exactly, you have an entry exam. Yeah, it's an entry exam, which is yeah. like, it's not terribly hard, but people still funk it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like, well, like if you haven't done that shit in years. Well, we're also well, we're also the fifty first in education, and we're the fifty first in education. And so, like, yeah. I get why they have that because the academy, like information, none of it is difficult to understand, but there's just so much of it. Yeah, because you're taking. I don't know, man. Like, you're taking a test every week on a different subject, and you have to remember the test before that and before that and before that and before that. Like, you have to remember everything. It's just a, it's a lot of information to digest, and you're doing that for fucking 18 to 20 weeks straight. And how like, much of that... Till the end. How much of that are you learning do you think is actually applicable to the day-to-day job? Like, 90%. No shit. Yeah. Like, it's actually things you need to use. Yeah. Okay, maybe like 85 Definitely, definitely, definitely 80 to 100. <laughs> That's like, better than I expected. <laughs> yeah, because it's all, it's, I mean, it's all applicable. Like, it's, you see it. Like, if you don't see it, you're going to see it. And it's, it's all fire. Like, that's all it is for 18 weeks. You're just learning about fire. You're learning about flow path. You're learning about thermal, like, thermodynamics, like, how fire works in a building, how fucking, why you get back, like, fucking backdraft and fucking these explosions. And you learn all that shit. You learn about the different, like, kinds of foams and extinguishers. Shit you use. And if you don't use it, you're, we don't have it, basically. And so a lot of it's, like, maybe not, like, necessarily field applicable, but it's, like, you can apply it to the job. Like, you're not, like, you won't necessarily do it. But you can if you wanted to. It's in your toolbox. It's in your toolbox. Like, yeah. it's, like these it's, are things you need to really know. It's a really good tool to have. If it really goes down. Yeah, like, yeah. Cause, because, like, let's say you do have that fire and you remember that one thing. And you're like, oh, fuck. Okay, let's, let's use this instead so it doesn't fucking kill us. Yeah. Or, you know, just it just depends. And then, like, and that's what probation is, too. It's, like, it's a year of relearning and making sure you remember all that stuff because you're going to get tested on it. And then at the end of the year, you get tested on all that shit you learned in the academy. And then everything else you've been learning too. And so break down probation because I feel like a lot of people, when they think about probation, whether it's fire or for uh, police, any sort of police service, it's just you're getting fucking abused yeah. and you're getting treated like a bitch. So before, and- I, before I even go into that, so I'm going to finish this recruitment, okay. this recruitment yeah. issue. Yeah. Um, another issue is the pay. Uh, I was paid like $10 an hour. At, oh, no, 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 no. 14 Four, I think 14 Started at 12, went up to 14 in the middle of the academy. It was $12 an hour. Uh, we started at like, and you're, okay, so you're getting paid $12 an hour to wake up at 4.30 in the morning, depending on where you live, drive to the academy, get your ass beat all day for fucking eight to 10 hours, leave home at five, six o'clock at night, go home, 
spend all night studying and copying your notes, go to bed, wake That's up. That's what's crazy to and me. And then you have to make the mental decision to go do that again. <laughs> exactly. That's what's crazy because the live-in, like, so like with Forat, right? Yeah. With Because the staters, they have a live-in academy. I fuck with that. Yeah, it's easy. I get that. Dude, the live-in academy is the easiest shit. But like the go home, because people, because I feel like on paper, people are like, no, going home is great. You get to decompress, you get to whatever. It's like, okay. Fuck no. But you also get like. I hated that. Maybe that's just our personality where Dude, it's like, I, I hate need to be super into the thing to get it done. Not get like, oh, I'm doing it for, you know, eight to 10 hours a day, but then I get to go home and relax and then go get out of the relaxation. Fuck no. Like, because we're both like that, though. Yeah, like, dude, if they, that's my mentality. Like, <laughs> if I live there, like, you're just always in that mindset. Like, okay, yeah. I can't leave. <laughs> well, yeah, I a I can't leave. Like, even if it's dropping request, you're just like, hey, I can't leave. Like, yeah. I'm stuck here. Like, it's, this is this is it. Your this quick, is this is it. Now. Your quickest way out is graduation. Yeah, the quickest way out is just to finish. Yeah, but with like the fire academy, bro. Oh, I that was the roughest part. Is every morning you had to wake up, bald as fuck, make that <laughs> mental decision to be like, so, yeah, so, I'm going to go get my ass chewed out, beat, <laughs> yelled at, fucking screamed at, fucked with for 10 hours to get paid 600 bucks a paycheck. <laughs> fucking A, dude. Well, let's go remember, do it. Because I remember on uh, your off time, because you get weekends off, right? Yeah, we yeah, like, yeah. Well, we kind of we had we had to have mandatory study groups like at least on Sundays, or right? Saturdays, yeah. Right, we had your weekends off, but I remember when I would visit, <laughs> you were you were always wearing a beanie because you hated being bald. I fucking hate being bald. I do. I'm ugly bald. I'm not good looking bald. My head is ugly, bro. They're like mega mind. <laughs> that that was me in high school, dude. That bro, was like trust me. Oh, I hated being bald, bro. I hated being bald. It's the worst. Yeah. So like, and eventually you find a system that I'm I'm gonna derail back, but like, you find a system that works. Yeah. For for me, um, the fire chief uh, right now for us, uh, Emily Hadamio, she's fucking great by the way. Um, She came and talked to us, and she was like, "Hey, this, you know, person to person, I'm gonna have a conversation with you. The academy sucks. Like everyone fucking knows the academy sucks. Probation sucks. Here's how I did it." And she talked about how this is while you were in it in the academy in the academy. Yeah. She came and talked to us because um, she's just a, she's a nice lady. She used to be a teacher before she was in the fire department. Um, she's generally just a really good person. And she came and talked to us, and she was like, this is how I did it. You know, this is not everyone, buddy. But I took a day um, every Friday when I got out of the academy. That was my day. Like, I didn't do anything. I didn't have anything to do with the academy. I got home, didn't do my notes, didn't study, didn't do anything. I just decompressed that Friday night. And that's what I did. And I was like, okay, cool. And so that's what I started doing was on Friday nights when I get out of the academy, I didn't care about anything else. I got home, changed, took a shower, um, fucking sat down on my couch with my fucking takeout food, and I zonked out playing video games or watching movies, threw a fat fucking lip in, dude, and just play video games, right? Like a fucking Springer, I'm on. David, let's play fucking Call of Duty. That's how you beat The Last of Us. Yeah. Yeah. No, really, yeah. Like That's that's what I did. I remember that, yeah. I zonked out, played video games. All Friday night. Slept in a little bit Saturday. Got up like fucking probably around eight or nine, which is sleeping in. Not anymore. Like sleeping is like fucking two in the afternoon for me now. But uh, <laughs> yeah, like I'd get up Saturday morning and I'd start, I'd start studying and I'd copy my notes. Like that's what I And then yeah. I'd get back in the groove. Like, okay, we're yeah. going to ease back into it. Sunday, study group, getting back into it hard, studying that night, getting all my shit ready, you know, finishing my laundry. 
You know, it's fucked up. Just, you know, mentally preparing for the next week. But again, like you just to mentally make that mental decision to go do that for 650 bucks a paycheck when you go work at Chick-fil-A for 17, 18 bucks an hour. Well, but, but you know what that sounds like? What? That schedule sounds like exactly what we had to do at NIMI. It, it really was, dude. Like, it was, which is probably why it was a little bit easier for me. Cause, like, I was going to say, did you find a little bit of comfort in that? Yeah. Okay. So, I have a huge issue, though, where I, like, <clears throat> it's like something I still struggle with all the time is routine. Like, if, yeah. if I get, if I'm given a routine, like, where I have to make one, like, forcibly to survive, pretty much. Like, the, well, the academy, like, like, the academy, again, is, like, it's your own decision to do it. But, oh, so, so what happens? Because, like, you're talking about routines. What happens if you show up late? Um, I mean, you're either fired, do they, or, but do they have? But they have the ability to drop you. Yeah. Okay. So. So yeah. So and you're we'll, out we'll of a job. Effectively, we'll, you're we'll, out of a job. We'll circle back to this, like back to probation. But from the minute you sign up, you're a city employee, but you're an at will employee. Mm. So at any point from the start of the academy to the end of to the end of probation, till you're off probation and a union member, you are an at will employee, and they can fire you for any reason, any time, for no reason at all. Okay, that's, I think that's so an important point. To, is, yeah, your job is always on the line. So you need to follow that schedule, you and you need, need to, to follow the schedule. Yeah, which yeah. is good. Like I like I don't say that in a, like a derogatory sense. Like that's good. No, yeah, so that like, builds discipline. And, I, and that's just a huge issue with me. Like if I'm given yeah. like a routine, like hey, we're gonna do this, do that, do that, blah 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 blah. Like Nimi. Well, I was gonna say you got to think about well, your like about about your background, right? Like you have yeah. Nimi, and you have like other things going on in your life. Like if you didn't like a lot of people that join the fire academy. Maybe not a lot, but some people that join the Fire Academy, they don't have a lot a background of discipline no, most, like you do. Most most people that join a, 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 mil, a paramilitary style thing have no background with paramilitary anything. Exactly. So it's a huge shock. So they them. need it though. It's a huge shock to them. Yeah. So yeah. They need it. So like, it, well, not necessarily need it, but it's. I'd say so. It's totally different. And but yeah, it's sometimes it's needed. You find a lot of those guys that fucking suck at the start, and then eventually they yeah. pick it up because they get they finally understand. Like, well, oh, in what in we're what a team? In what instance do you add discipline to somebody's life that it doesn't make it better? And a lot of times it is needed. Gambling. A di- yeah, a discipline would show you that you don't need to fucking do gambling to make yourself happy. What if your discipline was to be better at gambling? That's bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's the meme. It's the meme where the guys like with a pickaxe. You just kept gambling. It's all yeah, the fucking yeah. gyms. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, sorry, but yeah, no, you're not wrong. Like, there's no, there's no point in anyone's life that more discipline is bad, for, like for the most part, like in general. Um, yeah. But yeah, and so again, like it's and you, so you're at you're now asking eighteen year old, nineteen year olds these days who don't, I don't, I don't want to say don't have a work ethic because a lot of people do still. Um. But it's just hard to see that in the world these days where, like, we have fucking 18-year-old, 20, 14-year-old TikTokers, yeah. influencers. That's the making issue. Making millions of dollars. That's the issue. Is, that is I don't think it's the people that are young. They don't have the work ethic or the ability to have the work it's ethic. A, it's the fact that they see this. They they see the, the grass is greener. That's all it is. Oh, this is a huge, This is a great uh, intersection to the, my next topic. I was yeah. talking about the, the American. The, yeah. The new it's just, it's just like the grass is greener. Why is it that these people are making this kind of content and they're doing all this and it seems so easy and they're making, they have all their brand deals they're making all this money and I get it. Well, and I get it like, but what I would, what I would push back on that is like, personally speaking, I work a full-time job 
and I do this and I have other commitments. Like my, my, my schedule is packed. Like that's why I have to have Excel spreadsheets and I have my fucking planner and like yeah. I have to, I literally have to plan out like who I'm going like to spend time with and when. Like I have to fucking do that. And I, I can only speak from my experience of like doing episodes when I do them and, you know, posting and like making reels. Like it takes time. Like it does take time to make content like that. And what I really loved, to be completely honest, how transparent someone like Mr. Beast is, is he went on a couple podcasts and he's talking about all the fucking production he did, like even before he started doing like the multi million dollar like Squid Games, like the Squid Game remake, <clears throat> or all the other high production shit that he does. It's like, we're going to eat a $2 slice of pizza and then we're going to eat a fucking a $50,000 slice of pizza, right? Yeah. Like it takes. Like, like that, that, that costs a lot of money, but like the beginning stuff that costs so much to do. And I, I think that it's just the, the, like, it's the shininess, I guess, of like, oh, I just have to record a video and now I become a millionaire. Like, that's not yeah. what it is, but people don't really think about that. And you think about the people that are thinking like that. And again, they're between the ages of like 15 and 20. And I remember myself at that age and I was a fucking retard. Like I, yeah. you know what I mean? So I would have like, I think our generation strict diet of bro science and <laughs> fucking creatine. Well, our, our, our generation, we barely made it out. Like of that. Yeah. No, could really. you imagine Cause being you, cause YouTube, five years you, younger? YouTube, and have, YouTube was big. So I didn't mean to interrupt you. Yeah, you're good. YouTube was big, but you're like, I can't do that. Yeah, I'm not exactly like that. But TikTok wasn't there yet. Yeah, TikTok's the big one. Aside from all the Chinese and the side and the nonsense, but the 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 accessibility of it. Yeah, that's what makes it. And and dude, I swear, like my content isn't the best, like reels wise. I don't put a whole lot of thought into it. I literally just go into my editor and I'm like, they said something. They said something really great, but I don't know how to like do. I don't have a production team that does like the zooms in and the all that nonsense. But, like, even with my stuff, I posted, like, my first three reels or whatever on TikTok, and it got, like, a few thousand views, but then my next one's got, like, 200, 500, 1,000, a couple hundred, a couple thousand, and it kind of, like, so it keeps you biting from the apple. I showed you the YouTube shorts. Yeah, it does. It's the algorithm. It's the algorithm that fucks with you. It's like, oh, yo, it's it's like that. Like, what was that uh, insurance company that had the... The commercial's like, oh, you almost got it. Oh, oh you got to be quicker than that. It. Yeah. Is it Allstate? I think so. I think yeah. it's that or progressive, but it's it's it's, it's the um, you're chasing the purple dragon. Yeah, you're chasing the purple. Yeah, so, yeah wrap that back again the, the hundredth time. <laughs> uh, back to recruitment. Yeah, so like it's 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 hard to get people that it's have, hard to recruit yeah. people to do a blue collar job these days. Just in, yeah. in general. And, but you brought up a good point earlier because our parents kind of told us that college is the only way. And I wouldn't say they demonized professions like police officer, firefighter, electrician, no, or plumber. Fucking, no, no, they, but they demonized blue-collar work in general. But No, but they... No, I, my parents did. My dad was like, don't really? go to school because you don't want to do what I do. You don't want to be a truck driver. Well, that's the other thing. But with truck, like, but tr- he makes good. He makes good money. He makes good, good money, but if, you look at, but if you look at the lifestyle of a truck driver... It's terrible. I'll be honest, dude. Like They make good money. Kind of, because you know what's really fucked up? So I really considered at one point being a truck driver. Like, I actually kind of, and I spent like a week looking into it. Not a lot of time, yeah. but like a week looking into it. 
And what I found was that unless you become a truck driver for a bigger company like your father is, or like or a union-based company, basically, or a union-based company, is what the misconception is. It's like, oh, you make your own hours, you do this, you do that. But a lot of these people, especially post-COVID, where they own their own truck driving company, which really means they own one to two rigs at most. When you, uh, when you factor in the um, the cost for fuel, the cost for lodging, the cost for food, and then you you're like your personal costs at home because again, family exactly because everything you have at home plus your business, dude. There was one person or like one family where it was, where it was a uh, husband and a wife, and they had their own truck driving company and they had one rig. There and they were making quote unquote on their contracts on the deliveries, they were making like. 225 200 ish a year yeah right but after all of their expenses they were maybe making like 32 grand yeah it's it's yeah so unless you like you work for a company that's union based it's yeah a national company really uh it's it's, and then again like my like my dad my my dad demonized it my mom demonized it but again even if you're with like a unionized company or a big company you're away from your family a lot you have you have a huge risk because remember this was like in 2021. Remember when I accidentally, or not accidentally, like where the the hospital I went to, they accidentally diagnosed me with PE. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Um, obviously that got cleared up. And I didn't have it, thankfully. But I looked into who who is most likely to get a pulmonary embolism, and it's truck drivers, yeah, because they just sit and they get blood clots in their fucking legs, and it travels up to their lungs, and they fucking die. So, like, the lifestyle was shitty, and with crime going up, like, I wouldn't want to be, and, and it's crime going up across the nation. Like, I wouldn't want to be a truck driver. No. So, I kind of get that. Well, and then, like, you think about it now, and then, like, the idea that truck driving is going to go away soon with stop driving vehicles. That's the thing. I don't think they are. So, uh... I saw, so, I saw, so, here's why I say that. I saw Tesla's presentation, and it looks great. It's not good though, but that's the that's the thing. I was reading a report. Ah, fuck, I think it was from CNET. Is either CNET or the Wall Street Journal, and they were talking about um. So the battery itself that they're proposing for these electric trucks, eight thousand pounds for a fucking battery. Yeah, because they have to be able to run the distance and carry the load. Right. So without stopping. So. It's like okay, how do we make that battery? And I and I forget what the actual like unit of measurement is for the amount of energy. It's like kilowatts. No, it's something joules. No, it's he- it's higher than that. But the point is, is that scientist. the amount the amount of energy they needed to power the fucking factory to make the one battery when they ran that by the city, and this is in the Midwest somewhere. I forget. I. I I wish we were kind of producing this. We could like look it up. Yeah. But like they ran it by the city. And again, it was somewhere in the Midwest. The city was like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. The amount of power you need to make this battery is more than the city requests every year. (laughs) Yeah. No. Yeah. It's so, 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 but, but, but I see that and I'm like, okay, like that's okay. That's like the fucking, um, that's like the, like to dumb it down. That's the iPod. 
right? Like it started out really big, but then they shorten it and they put it into a phone. Like it'll get smaller over time, but it's just going to take a lot of time. No, I'm not saying like it's going to be like, oh, hey, fucking AI driving trucks are going to yeah. take over truck. No, because even if they like, they do make a fucking smaller truck battery and like it becomes really efficient, it's going to be a hard fought battle because every truck driving union, every fucking blue collar union is going to fucking fight the fuck out of that. And then you get into the insurance companies. Yeah. The insurance companies are not going to touch that. Fuck no. Especially because like... A fucking 10-ton truck driving down the road by itself. Yeah. And And then I was trying to figure Uh out like... Well, because I was really curious because now we're getting into the elections with uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. Yeah. Because he is a big proponent... For sorry, huh? If you ask me anything political, I no, you're good. Been keeping up with no, you're good. But he's a big proponent of uh, wind and solar and not nuclear. And one of the things he brought up with nuclear was like the number one reason why nuclear isn't um, uh, like a probable thing for the country is that the insurance companies aren't touching it because of how um, volatile and unsafe it is. Yeah. And I started looking into it. I was like, oh shit, yeah, that makes sense. So apply that to the electric the electric trucking. What insurance company is going to insure a Tesla semi? No, no. None of them. Do you, dude, I think Dom sent me a thing the other day uh, about a Tesla, like the electric vehicles and how much water like it takes. It's like 30,000 gallons of water yeah. to put out in like, an electric car. <clears throat> uh, but yeah, like, it's like they're fucking they're driving bombs, dude. Like, you can yeah. put any water in those lithium batteries, they explode. Like, yeah. They don't just like spark. Like, like, no, they fucking like... They combust. Boom. Yeah. And it goes everywhere. It goes everywhere and it stays on fire. Because mm-hmm. I, I had a car fire like that where I had a, a backup lithium battery, like an extra one. Oh, and a hybrid. Fuck, yeah, it was, it was a hybrid. A, a homemade hybrid, which is why it caught on fire. And yeah, it fucking, dude, it went everywhere to the house and shit. It was a fucking mess. It went Jesus. from a simple car fire to a fucking, like, a backyard, almost structure fire because of that. Holy shit. Yeah, which is, again, why we learned, like, hey, if it's a car fire like that. We have different chemicals to use to fucking... Right. But when you don't know it, right? You just hit it with a bunch of wire. It's like, oh, car fire. It's a fucking shitty SUV, right? You don't think it's going to be a hybrid. You f- boom. You're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> just, I'm just imagining you hit you and your buddies hitting it. It's like, it got bigger. No, literally. Like, literally. Like, because like, for car fires, usually one guy's putting on his pack with others hitting it. Like, yeah. Before they, like, they, then they'll switch out and put masks and packs on. So he'll hit it from a distance and I'll come in. So he was hitting it from a distance and I came with my mask and my pack and my air, and I was on air and stuff to get in there. And I got in there and I was fucking hitting it, got to the engine block, fucking opened it up and boom, right in my face. Like, blew up sparks and shit all over my face and Jesus. like all over my. I, How long ago was this? I was just like maybe a couple months ago. Damn. Yeah, like all over my face. And I was like, oh, shit. And like, yeah, and of course, I like backed up and I freaked out. I was like, oh, shit, guys. Like, hey, it went over the fence into this yard that was full of weeds. So it, again, simple simple scenario went to like, could have like drastically gone a different direction. Because, yeah. Just because of that. So that's why insurance companies won't fucking touch it. Um, but back to demonizing blue collar jobs. Yeah. Um, yeah, so like, and I think, it's a huge recruitment issue with like blue collar jobs in general, like which I think is changing now because people are realizing like, hey, you don't need to have a fucking college degree to fucking Which is also get a good job. Well, I think it's a it's a mixture between people are realizing you don't really need a college degree to get ahead, but then also it's like it's not affordable. It's not affordable. The inflation, like the the value of a college education nothing is getting outpaced like a motherfucker by how much it actually costs. Well, like, look at Lucy. She has a college degree. Yeah. She, now she's going back for another one. Yeah. Because the college degree has 
is nothing. Like, she doesn't make any money. Like, she can't make a livable wage off that. And that's what kills me, dude. Because, like, growing up, like, my father was not a good person. Yeah. Not a good person. But he was smart. And I'm, like, remembering things that he would tell me as, like, a five or six-year-old. Like, like that Bill Burr bit. Where it's like, Daddy puts money in the wall because he hates banks. Or whatever Daddy it is. He keeps money in the walls because he doesn't trust banks. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. And he would tell me, like, as a kid... <laughs> And then we, when we reconnected briefly, when I was a freshman in college, he would tell me like, you know, it's cool you're getting your associates, but by the time you're of age, you're going to need a master's. Like, oh, yeah. you're going to need it, dude. And this is back in like 2015, mm-hmm. and I'm 18, 19 years old. I'm like, I, dude, okay. Like, uh, Batman vs. Superman is coming out next year, bro. <laughs> Like, that's literally all I care about. Like, I'm trying to see that shit. Like, yeah. what the fuck are you talking about? But now, like, now I'm like, well, I'm very thankful that I've made the connections. Like, I like I am a testament. Not that I make a ton of money, but I am a testament that networking, like, that's everything if you don't have a degree. Because I would not have the job that I had if I didn't network and knew, and, like, I knew people and made friends with people and did... I've made certain decisions that landed me the job that I have that I know that as long as I keep doing a good job, well, actually, compared to other people I work with, as long as I do a subpar job, that I'll still have the job that I have, right? And and it's just a coincidence that I actually enjoy it. But, like, as long as I'm doing a decent job and I I keep making my... At Zen, sponsor me. Dude, I... Specifically me. Not the podcast. (laughs) Me. I'm a fucking fiend. (laughs) I try to quit. Um, Have you seen Tucker Carlson's... Three milligram to six milligram. Have you seen Tucker Carlson's like ad spot for Zen that he did on Full Send? No. I'll show it to you when we're done, dude. It's so funny. Um, Anyway, so, you know, if it wasn't for the connections that I've made, like straight up, bro, I'm not... No shade, but like... Because I actually like that job. I still be working at fucking Pelicans. Or I still be working as a fucking pizza boy. As just a server in general. Yeah, like yeah. straight up, I still would be. It's only because of people that I've met and then like personal, like um like not drive, but like 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 the initiative to like meet people and talk to people and like do well in jobs I was underqualified for. Yeah. That put me where I'm at. But like Okay, so because I need technically, technically, yeah. I need a bachelor's degree to have the job that I have, which is why I'm getting underpaid a little bit, but I still have the job that I have. I still have the growth. I still have the bonuses of everybody else. I'm just paid like three to five thousand less a year than everybody else, which is like okay, fine. But you're right though, but to bring it back, like you need like your like you're saying that she was dealing with, like you kind of need a master's degree to deal with right, jobs. Yeah, that's what she's getting. Like jobs, let's say in the nineties that you would have needed an associates for. Already yeah. like working towards a bachelor's. That's like the unspoken thing that a lot of people don't really realize, especially when you're like 18 to 20, 21 years old, is like a job that's outside of like the outside of like the mainstays, like like we said earlier, like a, like a doctor, a fucking lawyer, a scientist, like mathematician, shit like that, where it's like yeah. actual like knowledge. If it's just like an admin job or like a real like office based, you could have an associate's but working towards bachelor's, and they'll hire you for a bachelor job. Yeah, most people will, um, but those jobs that existed in the '90s, it was like okay, associates maybe. Now that's a fucking bachelor's to a master's. I have a conspiracy theory, but first I'm gonna finish this <laughs> recruitment thing. <laughs> finally, finish. Yeah, the yeah, issue. yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of it. A lot. Of, I think the big issue with the departments 
departments in general is outreach. Yeah. To get people like, hey, interested in firefighting, blue collar jobs. Yeah. I'm just gonna finish this whole. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Go ahead. Go so ahead. Finish this uh, thing. Yeah. Um, is that and then like, ah, uh, fuck. Sorry, I lost it for a second there. Um, Are you talking about how they don't have enough outreach? Not talking. Yeah, there's to not people? enough outreach. The the mentality behind it is like. We're not, and it's still like that. It's going to take a while to change. Like, why are not, you interested to coming to me? Yeah, we're not going to go to you. You, sh- you should be coming to us for a job. Right. You know? That's because it, it's a, the fire department is prestigious, it's honorable job to do. Which it is. You know, yeah. Like, not, not to take away from it. No, 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 no. Like, no, being a public servant. In general, yeah. You're, yeah. You're, you're always, you're, you're giving for, for scraps. Like, you're giving, like. Yeah. You're doing a lot of work to get the pay we do, which is not. Not a great amount. Like it's not a great level. Wa- you probably used to be great level wage, but now nowadays it's fucking inflation again. Just the just way things are. Inflation in general, and because we're yeah. city workers, like we have to negotiate with the city. And if the city is not making money, we're not going to make money. So, um, but yeah, it's just it's it's a lot of different issues, man, that come in like to play. And then, um, before I go to the conspiracy theory, I had a question. I, okay, so like, let's say like five thousand people applying all the time. Yeah. And the workforce that was here before pre-COVID, what happened to those people? Because <laughs> like the, the the I get like I'll un- tell you I get unemployment like went up six hundred dollars a month for everybody. No, I'll tell you nationwide. But then like it went away. Yeah. So, so here's so here's what happened. So I don't I don't the the post-COVID part where it's like hey, all that money instantly went away. I don't know that it did. That's my thing. Yeah. Like truly, I don't know that it did. So you have the work. So the workforce was already dwindling, right? It was already going down, but then COVID happens. Everything gets shut down. People apply for unemployment and eventually it comes up. Yeah. And frankly, like, I think it's a mixture of two things. A, people stayed on unemployment. And because, and as a recruiter, I get it all the time where I'll have these people where they're applying and applying and applying and I will call them and call them and call them and they never fucking answer. I get rid of them. I delete them from our system. Well, I don't delete them, but I like, I put, I co- it's like, it's like in our system that we put them in the bad pile. Well, no, cause like, in our, yeah, kind of. Cause like in our system that we use, if you reply for a job, yeah. right. It's, um, um, applied external. I contact you. You don't answer. It says phone screen one. A few more times it goes to three and then, I kick you out, and then it says um, pre-interview, could not contact. And then I write in the description box, no, um, could not contact. That's all it is. But then I have these people that will keep applying and applying and applying. And my only thought process is, well, they are probably on unemployment, and they're applying for jobs because I don't know how it is like nationwide, but in New Mexico, because... I don't want to be a dick and like say her name, but like my ex from like a long time ago. Yeah. Um, when she came to live with me here in Albuquerque for a little bit, she didn't have a job. So we had to get her on unemployment. And when we were doing that at the unemployment office, we had to, um, we had, we had to sign her up and they gave us this, like they, had, they gave us a ton of fucking documents and a, and a portion of it, it told you like, what are the like? What are the qualifications for staying on unemployment? And one of them is you need to. I'm sure it's changed somehow or some way, but back then, this was like in 2017. Yeah, 2017. It was 
you need to prove every 45 days that you are applying for jobs. But the issue for, for that, I'll be honest, is that they never required the outcome. Right. Where it's like, okay, you're rejected, but why? Were you rejected because you didn't meet the qualifications? The job got filled, you applied too late, or you didn't answer the fucking phone. So in my position now as a recruiter for my company, I see all these people coming in and they apply for these jobs and they don't fucking answer me. They don't get back to me, but their names keep popping up. And that's the only thing I have to think about is like, they're probably on unemployment, but they don't want to get off of unemployment, right? I think that's the majority of it. But again, the re- I'd say that's like 60 to 70%, but that remaining 30, dude, those people either moved back in with their parents, moved in with friends, or they're homeless. Yeah, I'll be honest, like because our homeless population has fucking it's gone up. I think from nineteen to twenty one, like twenty nineteen to twenty twenty one, I think it's gone up like something like forty five percent. Jesus Christ! Yeah, forty to forty five percent. Yeah, and also I I, yeah answer my own question thinking about it just now listening to you. Um, what I don't another part of it is is that people like on on unemployment are like okay why would I go to work somewhere that I make a little bit more. We get treated like shit. Yeah. Is one. Which is why you see people like, uh, not people like places like Taco Cabana, Burger King, McDonald's, their minimum wage is in between 15 to 16.50. And I think, I think that uh, unemployment in New Mexico pays out like 14 an hour. Four, 14 or 14.50 an hour. Yeah. I think. Yeah. And then uh, another issue, I think a huge issue is like, Hey, big corporations in general, but like all the big corporations like Walmart and all those fucking like big grocery store chains and shit like that found out during COVID that they don't have to have a bunch of cashiers. Yep. Because they can get away with self-checkout. Yep. And then have like two cashiers working. Again, Bill Burr, dude, he has a great bit about that. He's like, the person who invented self-checkout is fucking ruthless. What? You come into my store, you pick out what you want, you check out, and you get the fuck out of my store. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, I'm gonna go to the self-checkout and be like, oh, guess they don't want to get paid and just <laughs> yeah. leave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And just leave. <laughs> oh my God, bro. Yeah, it's 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 crazy to me, man. But I feel bad because I kind of I kind of fuck with self-checkout because yeah. like the regular checkout takes too fucking long. Like I can scan my shit better. But bop, 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 especially like Target, no, Walmart, um, Walmart where they give you the wand to use by yourself. Like Costco doesn't. Costco they gotta fuck, but they're actually helpful though. They'll, they'll come and do it for you. But like at Walmart, you can use that wand yourself, that little gun yourself. So yeah. I get my bam, 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 pay gone. Yeah, I get it. I get it. It's, yeah. it's more convenient. But then I was like at Walmart the other day getting dog food. Yeah. Just I need one bag of dog food. The self-checkout line was like fucking wrapped around the other cashiers. And I was like, yeah. fuck this. And I stood in the cashier line and I got through quicker. Yeah. That's that's a rarity. But yeah. it happens. No, it happens. I get it. Because like machines are fucking not working or whatever. There's one person helping like seven different self-checkout people out. And it's, it's yeah. fucking garbage. Now back now into my conspiracy theory though. Yeah. About, so we're going back to like bachelor's where, degrees Where do these people go? Well, not, not. Well, yeah. I mean like not really. It was before that. We're talking about bachelor's degrees and like how like the inflation of it of needing a college education. Oh, yeah. There was that tidbit that came out that you sent me about like over like 100 million jobs are fucking at stake because of AI. Yeah. Um, it's like 
I don't know, not to like dumb down like college degrees in education, but all these white collar jobs that require you to be at a desk at a computer or something like that. Yeah. Are going to fucking kind of be out the door. Yeah. Like basic coding's out. Like if you can, there's. It's getting to that point. Chat GBT is basic coding. Like it can yeah. basically code for you. Yeah. Like obviously you have to have somebody still like look over and make sure it's doing everything you want to do. So your supervisor job is still there, but you're yeah, basic but all those, one of the mill. Like yeah. even like a customer support, it's all yeah. fucking computer AI generated. Like I think chat GPT was unexpected. I'll be honest. Like I really do think that no one, no, but no, not that it wouldn't show up, but the quickness that it did. Yeah. Okay. And I think I, I, and I really do think that chat GPT was a product of someone a lot smarter than you and me that got locked up for fucking two years and thought, Hey, me and my nerdy friends, let's stop playing Warcraft for eight months yeah, and see what happens. Like for real. No, really. Like, and, and what kills me, like, and I, I don't think about it for too much because I get angry, but I think about the, 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 the 20, yeah, the 2020 election and Andrew Yang. If you guys, if people listening agree or disagree with him, whatever. But what was the one thing he was talking about? It was the fucking, um, the $1,200 a month, the UBI, the universal basic income. Yeah. Because he was saying in 10 to 15 years, but, and what's funny is we brought up a little bit earlier, was a truck driving thing was going to go away. He's like, truck driver's going to be gone. It's gonna it's gonna be self driving like AI trucks, and then he went into like uh he was like the the number one job for people or men between the ages of eighteen and eighteen and forty two was truck driving. The number one job for women in that same demographic is tied and it switches between each year. Honestly, is uh being a waitress or so the service industry and retail, and all those things get replaced by AI. And he's like, look, we need to figure out a way to do a UBI. $1,200 a month. That's just enough to cover your rent, but it's enough to where you need to go find work to feed yourself. Okay, yeah. great. And then you get enough time to go out and like pursue your dreams. Pursue, and there's a lot of fruity stuff to make the liberals feel good, but I kind of agree with that. I agree with pursuing your art, right? No. Like, yeah. sorry. And then, and then um, people laughed at him. And people were like, oh, we're not going to need that. And then 2020 hit. And all these jobs got shut down. And it was like, damn, I wonder what would have happened if we had a fucking UBI. And then what was hilarious to me was before they put in Operation Warp Speed to get the vaccines going, Trump and his administration, who did they bring in to figure out what they were going to do for stimulus checks? They brought in Andrew Yang. They didn't fucking listen to him, but they brought him in. And that's my whole thing. Like, AI is coming. And the fact that we're not looking into a legitimate UBI system, it it really does bother me. Like, I'm not the most liberal person in the world. I'm finding myself, like, literally as the months go by, center-leaning left. I really do find myself that way. Yeah. But, why? like, one of the best analogies that I've found for this country is that we are a third world country. We're becoming a third world country with a first world band-aid. And I hate to say that, but like if things keep up the way they are, like like what the fuck? I guess it's not even really conspiracy theory because I really do believe it's going to happen in the next like 10 to 20 years. 
is we're going to see a huge shift where the, the college education degree inflation is going to be like so bad and AI is going to become so like prevalent that we're going to see a huge switch between like uh, white collar jobs becoming like the high demand, like high paid to become blue collar jobs because blue yes. collar jobs are jobs that like really matter, matter, a, matter the jobs that matter require somebody to do those jobs. Like even like you can be like, Oh yeah, robots are going to fucking do everything. I don't think so. No, no. Well, here's my it's, thing. It's going to be a huge switch between um, brain power to manpower. Yes. Where you're going to have for like, sure irreplaceable blue collar jobs that an AI can't do a machine can't do. <clears throat> and the blue collar jobs are going to become the most prevalent thing. And the most like, hopefully like higher paid job like because i'm a blue collar person but well let's think about it like this uh, let's say that you own this house like we rent but let's say you own the house and me david and springer rented it Mm -hmm. right and let's say like we were having electrical issues yeah electrical went out or like our plumbing goes bad or we had the ac issue at the end of last summer right let's say all that happened and you got or like effectively you legally had to pay for an electrician, for a plumber, all that stuff. And you look at the bill for how much that charged, and let's say you have my job, you might think, hey, how much is trade school again? Yeah. A couple hundred bucks, $500 a semester? I can get on my hands and knees with a wrench. And most of it's fucking on-the-job learning. Yeah. It's OTJ. It's it's OTJ. You're going to yeah. start an apprenticeship, and you're going to learn the job hands-on. Yeah. That's like most, like 90% of blue collar. The fuck? That's like 90 Mexicans. <laughs> 90. <laughs> we live in the South Valley, Albuquerque, folks. <laughs> uh, train horn chucks, baby. Train horn. But you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like these people with the white collar jobs that thought that back in the day that 60 grand was a good amount of money. And now it's not. Not even close. You know, like I only make like forty-seven. I'm fucking struggling, yeah. and I have three fucking roommates. Yeah. Like, let's look at the reality of this shit. You think I haven't looked at fucking uh, blue-collar jobs? I mean, like, I don't really want to, but like, what if I learned it and got certified and did it like a part-time contracting thing? Like, I've thought about. It. I don't have the time for it, well, dude, but I've thought about it. Yeah, most journeymen make like over thirty dollars an hour right now. Dude, okay, so here's be a journeyman. Like, you know yeah, it's a, it's a process to get there. So you know what's crazy though? So um, Danielle, her uncle is a um, is an electrician down at Meta. Yeah, right down at the same place David David works. Mm-hmm. But like, and I've seen it, bro. Like he's shown me it at my back when I went to family get togethers. Um, he showed me there's this website where it's this nationally used website for electricians where you can see all the open contracting jobs per state. Dude, some of these motherfuckers are paying like 136 an hour. Dude. Okay. So yeah. I used to work at security for Sandia. Yeah. For the escorting. I remember that. Um, yeah. Not that kind of escorting, but security <laughs> escorting. Um, and because most of the, the contractors that work on Sandia, like that do all the blue collar stuff, like roof, yeah. roofing, elevators, like electricians, plumbing, yeah. pipe fitters, they're all union based, right? So they have to have the amounts they're getting paid or they're supposed to be getting paid like posted, like on the boards. And I remember one of the elevator technicians, like the pay, it was like the minimum pay was like $65 an hour. Yep. To be an elevator technician. And yep. all they do is fix elevators or put elevators in. And, and it's two, complicated. Two people. Yeah, it's, it's complicated. complicated work. Like it's 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 very complicated. It's hard work. 
but it pays extremely fucking well. A, it does, dude. I, in that for a moment, I was like, damn, do I want to be a fucking elevator tech? And now imagine, imagine being the individual that runs the elevator technician company. Oh, fucking moolah, dude. Yeah. But it's, yeah, it's fucking, it's not even conspiracy theory, really. It's going to be, I think it's going to be a switch. It's going to happen. Yes. Yeah. It's going to be man-based work. I don't, I don't know, man. It's not man-based. I don't fuck PC as shit, but. Well, it's. You know, Hand based. I think about when get your hands dirty. You're gonna have to work for it. It's gonna be hard work, but it's gonna pay. Well, I I think about what's going on right now in general, stuff like this, but just in general, and how there's this there is a huge shift happening in every facet of your life. Everything's shifting. Everything's changing. And I think about I won't watch it again. Because it, it legitimately made me paranoid. But it's that video that I sent you guys where it's like everything has changed. Mm-hmm. And I really do think that, you know, if we're lucky enough to make it into our 60s and our 70s, there are going to be textbooks published where it talks about the Western societal change between 2018 and 2022. Yeah. And everything changed. And I really do think, like, it's, again, like, it trips me out because people call it conspiracy theories and they and they, and they they try to discredit it and all that stuff. But, like, it's coming true. I really do think that Donald Trump becoming president, acting the way he acted, and exposing, in my opinion, I don't think he even exposed the half of it. I think he gave the American public, like, 30%. Like just a little tidbit to make you scared enough, but not to like make you go insane yeah. and cause like mass suicides. But I really do believe that he gave us enough. So like, hey, this is what actually goes on, but what you guys don't know about. This is where the money actually comes from. This is why all these things are happening. And everything that he said was going to happen under the Democratic Party has already happened under Biden. And we're barely two years into it. We're barely two years. We're just over, right? We're coming into a year and a half or two years, two and a half years. Like it's all coming true. And I think him becoming president, whatever the mysterious powers that be, they were like, all right, let it like, let it all burn. Like for real, just let it all burn. And we're just going to try to collect for everything that we can because when the eventual, whether it's climate crisis, whether it's the nuclear holocaust, whatever the event is that wipes out this version of humanity, we will have the resources to potentially survive it. Which is why I loved, uh, did you watch Don't Look Up with Leonardo DiCaprio? Uh, yeah. That, okay. Oh, okay. gave me such anxiety. I loved that movie because nobody wins. Because not only... Did the regular people get wiped out by the meteor or the asteroid or whatever they called it? The rich people that made it to the huge spoilers for this movie, but the rich people that made it to the planet, like the other like Earth like planet, they got fucking ate by the aliens or whatever. By the fucking uh the wildlife. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like, all right, well, they're done anyway, so fuck them. But I don't know, dude. Like, I think what's what's going and, and because what, like it or not, like it or not, Western society drives the global 
how do you say it? Like the globe, like the the global function is driven by Western society, and the amount of divide and disconnect, and I, I'd say like overall pain that is happening. That was I'm convinced 100% done by big tech and the government. That's what's causing all of the distrust. That's what's causing all of the anger on both left and right. That's what's causing. And I, and I would say, too, that, like, there's a divide between the left and the right. But most people identify with the middle, right? They're independent. They're unsure. They think it's all bullshit anyway, which is why we have stuff like this. Long-form conversation that gets chopped up into... 30 to 90 seconds so you go see the bigger episode and you hear what these people have to say and like not that again not that i get paid a lot but i get paid to fucking do this it's fucking ridiculous thank you for doing it by the way chop chili but it's fucking ridiculous <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous that this yeah. is the biggest thing it's fucking ridiculous like honestly he's talented and i listen to him pretty much every day but it's ridiculous that Joe Rogan is bigger than CNN or Fox, MSNBC. It's ridiculous. Like on paper, if you were to write that down, that's ridiculous. But there's a reason for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like everything's changing. Everything is fucking changing. Yeah. And speaking of Joe Rogan and his podcast, um, <clears throat> I sent you guys that podcast a while ago, but Mysterious Universe. They talked about decivilization. Yeah. And like it fucking. And Peter Peter Zion went yeah. on Rogan. Yeah. So and Peter Peter Zion is the guy. And the, the the mysterious universe one freaked me out. We was fucked up. That pod got deleted. No, it didn't. It's on here. I found it. What, okay, where? It's not on it's Spotify. It is. No, no, no. The mysterious universe. Oh, I, I haven't. I haven't yeah, the mysterious universe podcast where they talked about his book. Yeah. I don't know if the platforms deleted it or the owners deleted it, but you cannot find it on Apple. Spotify or YouTube, what? it's gone. Yeah, Damn. yeah. So yeah. for people who don't under, like get what I'm saying, or like you haven't like listened to the pod for a while, because we brought this up the last time you came on. Mm -hmm. We so there's this podcast about Peter Zion's last book where it basically broke down like what led to COVID, what COVID has caused, and basically how this post World War II world that America created where everyone's in a world trade system globalization. And, and, and globalization yeah. that's gone. And we're going to kind of slowly trickle back into like, we do our own thing. Canada does their own thing. Mexico does their own thing and so on and so forth across the world, especially Europe. Europe's going to become their own thing again. But yeah, like the, yeah, the big issue is like the, and the, sounding, it's sounding the warning bell, but yeah, that pod got deleted. Yeah. The, like, and then the basic of the pod and what Peter Zion is talking about decivilization is that like it's the the declining po world population like of of with the workforce? Basically. Yes, that's the big part of it too. Yeah, it's right. the declining pop like the workforce and COVID just sped that up. Yeah, just showing like, hey, we don't have the workforce to fucking fill all the jobs that fill we need. all the jobs that we have anymore. Like we don't yeah. have the manpower because people aren't having the, like the, after the baby boomers, people aren't having the children to continue filling in those workforce. And what was spots. the number one reason that they didn't have kids? Just couldn't afford it. Exactly. Yeah, and you can't exactly. exactly. Like that's the number one issue. Like why people don't want to have kids because it's it's just unethical because it, you can't it's you can't afford it. And in the world we're living in today, it's like how do you raise a child like that? Like, okay, you know what's fucked up like, too? Holy shit! The only people that I know, there are two categories: 
the only two people that I know that talk about wanting to have kids with an enthusiasm or a love for it. First category, rich people. Oh. Rich people. It's rich guys. Like, I'll be honest, it's like the Logan Pauls, Bradley Martins, shit like that, where they have, they're on their podcast for long form. They talk about how, they, how bad they want to have kids. And I'm not shitting on them. I'm just calling it as a fact. And I appreciate that. I genuinely do. The second category, women who are married to rich men. Sorry. That's it. And it, it's, I wouldn't even say rich men. I'll bring it down. It's women who are married or involved with men who have hit their personal price point for their quality of life. Yeah. That's who. Everyone else, they're like, yeah, I don't want to have kids because I don't want the responsibility or maybe because I don't want to go through the birthing pain. But then also, I don't know how to provide for that kid because I know what my budget is right now. Yeah. And you have the third option, which are the Bill Burr options. I was like, eh, I didn't like it. <laughs> you tried. <laughs> yeah. No, exactly. My life's fucked up. You give it a shot, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's, I don't know. It's, it, it, what were you saying, though, about his, about Peter Zion and Yeah, his it's book just and, the changing world. And like, yeah. Listening to the Mysterious Universe one freaked me out because they really went into like, the, the bad part of it. Like, if the world's going to fucking change, globalization's yeah. going to fucking pretty much end. Like, we're all going to, like, we're pretty much fucked is what they yeah. pretty much end up saying. And I was like, oh, my fuck, we're totally fucked. Dude, gave me the worst anxiety and, like, fucking panic if I had for, like, years. That's like, how I felt totally about, that, f- about that video. That I, sent. I literally watched that video yeah. I sent you at, like, 2 a.m. And I felt like, yeah, this, like, this, the disassociation. Yeah, like, we're fucked. Like, what's the like, point? Like, you yeah. know, like, holy shit. Yeah. And then after listening to the Joe Rogan podcast with, where Peter Zion's actually on talking about his yeah. book. Dude made me feel so much better. Yeah, because <laughs> but he end, was still kind of like the doomer speak though. Yeah, it was doomer speak, but I, and, and the end of it, he ends it pretty much like, yeah, it's gonna be like really, really shitty for the next twenty, like the next twenty years. Yeah, but he's like, at the end of the next twenty years, I think we're gonna see ourselves coming out better. We're gonna be able to do more with less and just be better off. And that's provided, like again, dude, like, like. It really bothers me what's going on with Ukraine. Yeah. Like, it's getting to the point where it is so, like, I hate saying this. I, I hate it because it sounds so generic, but it's the truth. The people who founded this country revolted about a lot less. <laughs> yeah. A significant <laughs> amount less. About than what's going on. Taxation without representation, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Which is what the U.S. is doing to their territories right now, by the way. Yeah, quite literally. And I think about it. Puerto Rico. Yeah, I think about it and I'm like, okay. We're sending all these billions of dollars worth of equipment and money to Ukraine to fight this war. And we're fighting a proxy war with Russia. Okay, whatever. But it's, it's not just that. It's everything that's been leading up to that post-Cold War, post the fall of the Berlin Wall, that leads, again, I, and I've talked, I talked about this when Edgar came on, and I talk, I've talked about this in general. I am not, like, pro-Russia or pro-Ukraine or, or, or pro-Putin, but I get it. I get why he's retaliating. I get why he invaded. And we have these people in charge, 
that are just proliferating and they're like egging on this war in Europe because we don't have a war in the Middle East anymore and they want to keep making money. And look, it's easy for me to say, how could you get corrupted by money? Because I've never, the most money I've seen in one place was $13,000. I'll be real, like $13,000. That is the most money I've seen in one place and it wasn't the most legal money. But that's the most money I've seen in one place. And I looked at that as a 17-year-old and I was like, Bro, the most Damn. I ever, the most I ever see every day is when I look at my truck and then I remember I don't own it. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, that was expensive, <laughs> and I still don't own it. But but like, I couldn't imagine what it's like to look at a mill. No, fuck no, dude. You know, like what that turns on in your brain. Yeah, like I couldn't imagine what that does. But well, I look the, at my fucking few hundred dollars in the bank and I'm like, I'm keeping that. Yeah. No, no, for real. And then, like, I look at that, I think about that, and I'm like, I don't know, I don't know what that would turn on in my brain. And, but again, in theory, you're we're supposed to be electing people into office that are better than that, but they're obviously not. And I would like to think that we're gonna make it another twenty years. But I don't know what's going to happen in the next six months. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like I don't know. I guess I'm pretty still optimistic. Like I think I just kind of accepted like the next twenty years, holy shit, are going to just fucking suck. Like it's going to be like this, like it is now, if not worse, it's going to get worse. I think before it even gets close to better, the next twenty years are going to be fucking shitty, like really, really shitty. Like we're going to see the economy just fucking like. Do his crazy shit. We're already at like the fucking debt bubble right now. Oh, the debt ceiling. Shit, debt ceiling. And it's just going to get way worse before it gets better. But I think at the end of the next 20 years, it's going to be better. Like we're going to be better off. Like we're, it's definitely not going to be the same. Nowhere near the same. Yeah. But I think we're going to be better off. Hopefully. Like hopefully we're going to be better off than we were. <clears throat> and I mean that just like culturally and fucking economically too. I think we're going to. And it's probably just like the libertarian to me, like just like you know, the government backs off, let people do their own fucking thing, like and everyone backs off, you know, like yeah, kind of globalization, kind of like coming not to a halt, but like a real big, a near pause, a near pause, near big standstill, yeah, and everyone just needs to figure their own shit out, yeah, like hey, sorry, U.S. can't fucking protect the waters anymore because we can't afford it. But what's scary is is the lack of. Uh, manpower in Russia and China. Yeah. What I'm afraid of is this like, well, if they, if I'm sure they know that oh, and, yeah. and they know what's going on. So it's like, what option does it leave them when you effectively have NATO pushing your borders? Yeah. You know what I mean? Especially if the rumor is true that Putin has cancer. If, if he's dying anyway, we know what kind of leader he is. What's stopping him from hitting the nuclear option? Well, and just going back to the China, like China thing, like yeah, Putin, like nuclear option, like because like he's like fuck it, yeah. Well, what else? why not? And you go to the China thing, and I had that I was talking about a couple months ago when that guy came in to talk to us. Um, basically, uh, Navy personnel came in and talked to us, and he's like actually part of like the mo- mobilization stuff, and 
just like listening to him and uh, about him talking about like, the next five years, China's like at its like pretty much breaking point. Yeah, like, they are. Yeah, they're at, yeah. they're at they're at their point where like they either have to act now with the military force they have because they don't have the military age personnel to fucking right. maintain it. Yeah, they can't. So if they're going to well, they're do enlisting. Anything, they're, they're they're enlisting like seventy five year olds. Yeah, they are, yeah they up to draft like seventy five or seventy yeah. years old. Yeah, they moved to like or and then Russia, old. Russia is actively in, in not even enlisting. They are drafting mentally ill people. Yeah, like Down syndrome. People have Down syndrome. People that have severe, like almost disabling autism. Yeah, yeah, it's fucking wild, dude. And like, yeah, so like, the fear is like, yeah, the next five years they're gonna do something because they have to. Like they're making the decision, like, hey, we're gonna do anything. It has to be now in the next yeah. five years because after that, like, we're we can't maintain what we're what we're trying to do. I don't see them giving up their power. No, that's what they're. Well, they actually want the what they had before. Like, and I didn't, I didn't honestly, cause we didn't get taught this in school, but I didn't understand like what the U S did to China, like during the opium crisis, like, holy shit. Yeah. We fucking destroyed like the Chinese culture and economy with opium. Yeah. Destroyed it. We introduced opium. And so I, I kind of understand why China's like, nah, fuck that. We want our shit back. Yeah. Like we want what we had before that back. I get it. It'd be like here if like fucking... I don't know, like fucking Mexican cartels got a lot more power and introduced like way more fentanyl and fucking just decimated the fucking yeah. U.S. economy and people with fentanyl. This is what they're trying to do like right now. Like the vast majority of the U.S. population, like yeah. what we did China with opium. Yeah. And it'd be like, okay, yeah, well now we're kind of recovering from that and we have five years to get it back if we're going to do anything. I, Yeah. I'd be like, okay, yeah, let's fucking do it. Yeah. Let's fucking get it back before fucking we can't anymore. And we can't maintain it anymore. So I kind of understand where China's coming from a bit. We're like, they're like, hey, we want our shit back, you know. Well, and that's the conversation that I think most Americans aren't like ready for. No. Is that look, we're the due to our how I say it, like the possibility of the quality of life here, we are still the best country to be in. Yeah. However, yeah. top ten. Yeah. How? But however. We're, and a lot of people's stories were the bad guys. <laughs> like yeah. we're the bad guys. Like it just it just got declassified that not only was it the Saudis that did 9-11, not Al Qaeda, the Saudis, but minimum two of those hijackers were CIA plants. <laughs> Sorry! Whoops! And that's why I keep telling people, like, when 9-11 comes up, I'm like, we didn't plan it. We didn't orchestrate it. It's just like COVID. We saw an opportunity. And we took advantage. Yeah. And you can apply that to every other instance post-World War II that we've been a part of. Vietnam. We saw an opportunity. And we botched it but we clearly learned from it yeah because look at the 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 war on terror look at the war on drugs yeah because we found a marginalized group of people that that our government didn't like and beat them to the to beat them down 
Yeah, because like, it is. After Vietnam, we're like, hey, we don't have to like in Cold War, like really like emphasize this, like, hey, we don't have to actively draft people to go fight this. We can yeah. have proxy wars. Yep. We can actively pay well, or aid another country. Well, and now we know our, that, our, our fight our fights. And now we know that we actively have uh special forces in Ukraine mm-hmm. fighting Russians. Like that is on paper now that's in the public. We know about this. Yeah. It's fucking crazy, man. I don't know. It's there's a lot going on. It's fucking crazy. Probation was terrible. Back to that. <laughs> I don't want to talk about that shit anymore, dude. It fucking gives me anxiety like, out the ass. Oh man. Yeah, probation was shit, dude. It was yeah. fucking a year of being the fucking station bitch. Like you're getting paid shit. You're an at will employee, so you can't talk back. You can't do shit. Like just keep going. Oh, do you want to put your phone on the charger? Nah, it's fine. Okay, I'll charge it later. Okay. Yeah, just a year of a year of dog shit, just fucking cleaning everything, doing all the work, and then having to do your rookie book and train still, and it's 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 garbage. It's a garbage year. It sucks. Like you learn a lot, you make some good friends and stuff, but like the whole year really sucks, and everyone knows that. Like when <clears throat> rookies come through my station now, and like I just had been off probation for a little bit, I'm like, okay, I understand, dude. Like I get it. Like I'm still gonna like because I did it. This is what you should do because it looks a it looks good and it's just what you should do as part of the job. Yeah, and I tell them that like yeah, if you need help, let me know. Like I'll fucking I'll help you if you want help. Just let me know. And usually they don't, but sometimes like oh yeah, hey, I'm gonna go do this. Like hey, I'll go help you. I'm fucking not doing anything right now. Yeah, I'm gonna go help you clean this or do this or sharpen the tools or rehab stuff or you know. And I always ask when they come through like hey, what do you need for your rookie book? What do you need to train and stuff? Because I hated having to fucking ask people like hey, can I? Can you want to do training with me and shit like that? It was a lot. It's just a lot easier when like someone a- actively asks. Because you're hey, the new guy. Yeah. 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 It's a lot easier when someone actively asks you, like, "Hey, what training do you need?" You're such a nice guy. I know. I'm. You're such, such a, a nice, nice person, firefighter. Dude. Look at you. They put you on a fucking calendar, bro. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, yeah. Like, hey, what training do you need, man? What do you need to do? And yeah, it's it's been weirder now though. This past few months because now I'm an upgradable driver. And I upgrade and I pretty much have been driving this whole time. So now I'm at that next step up where like I'm not supposed to be doing yeah. the hands on stuff as much and like getting the, the dirty work. I'm supposed to let the pipe do that. And it's it's weird because I'm oh, I'm upgradable, so I'm not promoted, but I'm gonna have the permanent upgrade pipe for the next rest of the year. Mm. Because one of our drivers promoted to lieutenant, so he's gonna be out. And so I'm gonna fill his spot pretty much permanently. Okay. And then one of the officers that's been in for a while, it's like t- almost twenty years. My ladder officer, like I was trying to do stuff like you know, like I do as a pipe man, you know, like do like make sure the coffee's good to go and do the dishes and shit like that. And he's like, hey, bro, you need to stop. I was like, oh, no, it's fine, dude. Like, I mind. Like, I'll just keep doing it. And then he actually brought me to the side and he was like, hey, you need to stop. Like, they need to learn to do that stuff. You know, like they need to they need to be doing that stuff and learn like, hey, they need to be maintaining what they're supposed to be doing, like the basics, like doing the dishes, make sure yeah. the dishes are done, the coffee's ready to go. Everything's clean, stuff like that. You're not supposed to be doing that. You're supposed to let them do that. And it's been really weird trying to step back doing that because I'm gradable, so I'm still technically a pipeman. So I don't want to like to look bad and not do that stuff and like really slack on it and then be like, oh, he's fucking garbage. Like he doesn't do anything, you know? I Yeah. Because like A, I was told like, hey, back off. But B, I'm like, I don't want to look bad and not still do stuff, you know, and not help right. out. You know, you know, it's 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 right. a weird I'm at a weird spot right now with that, but yeah, it just Dude, being in the fire department changed me so has changed me like my mentality of like work so like so differently. Yeah. Because 
like the Nimi kind of like mentality, like, hey, if you can slack, slack any chance you get, right? <laughs> yeah, shit bag. Any yeah. opportunity you get, shit bag. And we and you you learn that with the jobs we've had, right? Like you just hey, any opportunity you can get, shit bag. Yeah. Because fuck them. Yeah. And with the fire department, it's like the exact opposite. Yeah. Like, hey, something needs to get done. Just fucking do it. You know. Because you want to be the hard worker. You want to be that guy that works hard. You, you want to be the person that's like, oh, hey, that guy fucking busts his ass, bro. Yeah. For like no reason, just other than bust his ass. And so like, it's been a good change. It's, it's still hard sometimes because it's getting on the mentality of like shitbagging versus, hey, you, I, wa- you, I want to be the person that does the work. I want to be the person that gets their hands dirty and, you know, yeah. works hard and stuff like that. So it's, it's, it's been a rough change. And I'm still struggling with it sometimes, especially now with that, with what I was explaining, like having to back off now. Yeah, so I was kind of feeling like I was getting in the groove of doing what I was needing to be doing and wanting to work hard, and then I'm being told to back off, and it just it's it's easy to slide back into that like shit bag, I'm like ah oh, they'll fucking get the pipe, the fucking rookie will clean it or whatever yeah. the fuck like that, and then it doesn't get done because the rookie's doing other shit, and then it comes back to you like oh why the fuck doesn't get hasn't this gotten done yet? Yeah. I mean like oh fuck I should have done that you know, yeah, but I don't know man, it's been a good change in general, but. It's just weird. Life's weird right now, man. Yeah. Can't afford anything. I want to go do stuff. I can't. Yeah. This we talked about that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and we've been talking about earlier, like, I just been wanting to stay home because I pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> my yeah. rent is my subscription and I want to use it. <laughs> yeah. I told Lucy that the other day. I was... Cause we, <laughs> I was like, because I was explaining, because she wants to go do that stuff all the time. Like, yeah. Oh, you understand, like, Lucy, like, fuck, man. Like, I just, I pay for the rent. I want to use it. You know, yeah. like, I want to be in my house. I pay for the fucking Star Wars video game. I want to <laughs> play it. You know, I'm going to play it till I don't want to play it anymore. <laughs> I it's, paid for it. I'm going to use dude, it. Dude, that's so fucked up. Because, like, I agree. Like, I've been looking at video games as investments now, dude. <laughs> Right? I've been like... Because I was, I was looking at like Resident Evil 4. I was like, fuck, man. Like, I pay 70 bucks for this bitch. Like, I have to beat it. Like, yeah, I'm gonna, I better and then, finish this and fucking then, game. And then I looked at like Guardians. And I was like, yeah, I got it on discount. But it's still like... I paid $28 for how many hours of gameplay that's guaranteed with this game. I'm going to use... Because every hour that I play, I'm not buying the new Star Wars game. I'm not buying, you know, all this new shit. Yeah. And bro, Mortal Kombat just got announced. Oh. I know Spider-Man's coming out. And I'm like, those are games I have to buy. Yeah. Cause if I don't, I'll feel bad. Oh, bro. Fucking. <laughs> like, so now I'm trying to figure Who out are the like, new characters, Peacemaker, Conan, and uh So right now it's rumored that Peacemaker, Conan the Barbarian, Homelander, and Omni Man are going to be DLC oh, for Mortal Kombat. Bro. Yeah, so I'm like, fuck. So I got to figure out how to scrounge together a PS5 and fucking a deposit and rent for when we fucking leave next year. Yeah, bro. Hey. Games have become hard to enjoy because they cost so much. Also, what I hate is that uh, once games went to digital, they did not become cheaper. I hated that stuff. I agree. I still hate that. I agree. Well, well, no, because I kind of advocate for that because of how much we're learning now about the amount of manpower it takes to make these games. No, I get it, but like, you why know, didn't the price go down? Because it's not stopped. Because it's not Mario anymore. No, all we found out no, was that we true. were never paying for the packaging. We were never paying for dis- distribution. 
Yeah. Well, because what's funny, there was a report that came out in 2016, 2017, where it was like Xbox loses money on the consoles. Yeah. They lose money. They make it up on subscription and the games. And it's we're paying for the amount of manpower and the hours that it takes to make the games. Yeah. I that's what we're that's paying fair. for. And which I kind of get. But yeah, 70 or 80 bucks is really starting to push. Me. I remember I remember buying Injustice, the very first Injustice, and it came with the game, DLC, and a statue for like 90 100 bucks around there. And now all of that but for Mortal Kombat 1 is probably going to be like 200. Dude, and like, and Lucy just bought when we were uh, went camping at that cabin. Uh, she just bought Super Mario Party. It was like seventy dollars, yeah. dude. Dude, I, was, I bought. Like, I remember thinking like a la verga. I remember when I fucking bought games for my DS. They were twenty, twenty five bucks. Yeah, bucks. I bought. I bought um the newer Super Mario Brothers for me and Danielle on my Switch. Yeah, and it costs. It was on sale. It was like fifty. Fuck, crazy, dude. Yeah, I don't know crazy expensive man but it's a fun game but yeah. like it's yeah i'm gonna have to get the boys together to play super mario party because it's fucking intense dude <laughs> i get over competitive with those games bro yeah way over competitive. Same. i get dude i try not to get mad at her but i'm like you need to fucking jump <laughs> you need to fucking stop running see and we haven't played co-op games either yet because i'm scared of that yeah i'm scared i'm just gonna get mad at her yeah so i like the competitive ones like we can have the computers in the game, you know, playing Super Mario Party, fighting against him. So I don't have to fucking just be like trying to fucking screw over the whole time in the game. Like, ah, oh, fuck it. You fucking suck. Loser. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Oh, man. But I, I want to close out yeah. by asking you one question. No. Did you think that it was going to make it to 100 episodes? Be real with me. Did you think this podcast was going to make it to 100 I don't know. A hundred of guests. No. A hundred guests? No. A hundred episodes? Yeah. I figured from the start of this, from like episode one when we started talking and I just the gleam in your eye of like you really enjoyed this, I figured you were, we were going to keep doing this for a long time, if not forever. Yeah. You know, until the day you die, you were going to keep wanting to do this. I figured that. I was like, okay, it, it might be shitty quality the whole time or whatever. You know, fucking $20 fucking China cameras. But I figured you were gonna keep doing this for a long time. But I did not think that, especially with like the music industry and the local, like the local music guests you've had on and stuff, I did not think it was gonna go that way at all. So it's been like super awesome to see like all the fucking local artists come on and talk about like how Albuquerque is growing and shit like that. I think that's been fucking amazing. I love sitting there fucking listening to like these guys talk about like the Renaissance, like you call the Renaissance helping Albuquerque with fucking music and fucking art and Albuquerque is fucking awesome. But no, honestly, I didn't think it was gonna go that way at all, like at all. So it's been it's been fucking awesome, dude. It's hundred episodes. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> it's fucking crazy, cool, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate it. It's been a lot of fun, dude. And like, I don't know, as cool as it is to talk to these new people and learn these things and all that, like that's why, like, I got asked. I forget what episode it was. Like, what are you gonna? Like, a couple people asked me, like, "What are you gonna do for a hundred? It's like, I'm bringing it back to the homies. Back to, back to the homies and like it sucks that like spring like the way just like timing worked out with springers yeah. at work dave is busy but like it kind of makes sense that if we're gonna start at one this would be 100 this is probably 150 and 
if we get there far enough to 200, like this is Bro, episode 1000. I'm back <laughs> on, baby. Back on. You saved that for me. Oh, yeah. Episode 1000. I'm 1, here. 1000. Fuck, dude. If Joe Rogan can do it, we can do it. Yeah, right. He's like, what, 2000 or some stupid He's shit? He's closing up close. on 2000. Yeah, fuck that. We're going to beat that. Yeah, that's crazy, dude. They're going to be terrible quality, but we're going to pump them out. <laughs> pump them out. Hey, yeah. homeless person, get over here. <laughs> that actually might be a good episode. Right. How is it like being homeless? Bad. Bad. <laughs> End of episode. <laughs> See, we'll pump them out like the that. The world's dude. shortest podcast. Yeah. But no, this has been sick, dude. I appreciate not only like from like my other friends, but I appreciate the faith from you in this fucking podcast. Oh, You're the one sitting behind the production for the most part. And um the, like for real, like the goal one day is to figure out a way to do this and some other entertainment route full-time and either put the homies on a payroll or put the homies on a stipend <laughs> like payroll or a stipend that's the plan to figure that shit out but um this is a fucking this has been a blast um fucking hey dude 100 episodes <laughs> it's fucking cool man 100 episodes man and uh i don't know like It really sucks that, like, I can't do another one with Garrett. Yeah. You know, like, it, it really does suck. Because, um, like I said, like, I spent, like, all of, like, not all of yesterday, but the grammar of yesterday just in a mess, you know? Yeah. But um, talk about, like, uh, poetic justice for him to pass where he did where he put all of his energy into and it doesn't really compare, but to be able to dedicate number one to him, like, like I'm glad I could not like 101 or 102, you know, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, dude, it's, um, I, I'm glad that, you know, I'm glad I got to be his friend. And to have him on so many times and um um not like not only just to meet him, but like the people that I've met doing this and the people that it's reached, like it's been it's been really fucking cool. Um it's always gonna I'll be honest, like 'cause like I've told people so many times, like this is about transparency, like it's always gonna bother me that I couldn't do one more. You know, that's always going to fuck with me. Um, but I was, I was telling, funny enough, I'll tell you more off camera, but I was actually speaking with Simon last night. Yeah. And, um, you know, I was telling him that, I was telling him this, and I was telling James, um, a f another guy that I met, a friend of mine I met through Legion, and that was really good friends with Garrett, like, you know, one of the only things that I take comfort in is that he had a like he had so many people that genuinely loved him. Not only that, but he knew it. You know? Like it's not like he committed suicide or just like his death was like by his own hand. Like it was intentional. Um, 
but it's like he 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 knew that people loved him, and we all knew that he that he loved the people around him. You know. Yeah. Um. And again, I know that it doesn't really stack up a lot, but I'm glad that like I'm shocked that this milestone was even hit. But I'm glad that like, yeah, that I could dedicate that to him because like, he's a real good guy. He really was. He's a really good fucking dude. Um. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it, yeah. That's yeah. It's gonna fuck, fuck with a lot of people for a while. You know. I'm sure. Yeah. It's fucking. It was a cornerstone of that fucking whole culture, like community. Yeah. It was a culture. You yeah. Know? It really was. And it's like, I saw people posting like videos of this, like, of like when they were putting out lifting content and like all the comments under it was like, when's a new video going to come out? When's a new whatever? Like, and I didn't, I didn't say anything, but like, fuck, like this obviously hasn't hit the internet. No. So, but on the bright side, I, uh, this upcoming week, I have to work on scheduling because once I get scheduling done, we're going to be booked out till October. Holy shit. Yeah. I've got a lot of people to schedule, both newcomers and uh, recurring guests. Fuck yeah. So uh, we're going to be booked out till about October. So I'm really looking forward to that. Um, again... Chop Chili, they've been a great sponsor. They don't censor me. They don't question what I do. They know how low budget it is. <laughs> <laughs> like, they they know what's up, and they are willing to support, and I love that. Um, and shout out again to JP or Organic Price Books. I still get paid out for him, and he's still supporting me and all that good stuff. Um, it's good. Now I'm just looking at ways to... Uh, to move to just up it. I think the biggest one and I'm going to start I'm saving up money for it is I'm going to buy a light that kind of just hangs and drops down cuz I think the overhead lighting is what we need. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's dark as fucking here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, overhead lights are the next step. Yeah. But uh this has been fucking awesome. Fucking episode 100 almost my god, dude, it's almost fucking 3 hours. <laughs> we just sat down dude it's just yeah. it brings me joy like walking like i know i call this thing the fucking rape dungeon because <laughs> it looks like that from the outside yeah, it does. but dude, dude it, i love walking in the studio and seeing like what it's turned into from what it was Thanks. which was literally just a kitchen table and, <laughs> and then seeing like just how it's just kind of grown and the stuff you've gotten for it and the, the things people have made you like that only king song that's, that's fucking awesome yeah like that's it's just seeing this just gives me hope. Like this is, it's just it's cool, man. It's cool Thanks. like environment to be in and just be able to talk and hang out with you, man. Thanks, brother. Oh. Yeah, no, I'm I'm blessed. Like I say it every chance that I get. Like I'm blessed. I really am. I'm, I'm blessed beyond I fucking deserve. But well, uh, episode one hundred one is which I which is gonna be next Thursday. Um. It's going to be a fucking banger. Ben Shaw, really great guy, uh, talented tattoo artist. He's got a lot to say about what's going on with regulation, uh, a lot to say about what's going on with um, like actual laws that are getting in place to inhibit the tattoo industry. 
to include what type of dyes they can use and the ways they practition. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and that'll be a live stream by the time this comes out. It should be tomorrow. So this will come out on Wednesday. That's the plan. Man. So thank you guys for listening and watching. This has been episode fucking 100. And here's to at least 100 more. 100 more, baby. 1,000. <laughs> All right. We'll see you next time. Bye, everybody.